Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 127 of State of the Game, the golf podcast that talks about stuff that matters. Rod Murray's my name, and if you're unsure what today's episode is going to be about, perhaps you've accidentally stumbled into the wrong sport. It's hard to recall waking up to more surprising or more complex news than we did earlier this week. And while it's still unclear what the announcement of a new entity between the PGA Tour, European Tour, and Saudi Arabia's public investment fund means, what is clear is that men's professional golf has changed irrevocably at the top level. So what to make of it all? I've got no idea, but hopefully my longtime co-hosts might. So let's get into it. From the US blogger, Substacker, author, analyst, Jeff Shackford-Shack, uh, quite the week. Have you had a chance to draw breath yet? <laughs> no, no, not at all. And I didn't. Actually, yesterday I did. I, I was starting to write something and I went, yeah, I'm just going to let this unfold and watch that the day went. I was glad I did because it was interesting to see how reactions uh, varied. And uh, and then obviously sound like they had a lively players meeting. Uh, <laughs> well, it was a proper yeah. news event, wasn't it, Shaq? It was like a big news story that just uh, not. Yeah. But a bit like 9-11, it was like, right, everyone turned the TV on and just watched the whole thing unfold in real time and just yeah. be shock, shocked by it all, which is rare in golf. In case we don't get to it, because this is a pretty complicated one, mm-hmm. your new book is out. It is Thank fantastic. You, yeah. How is it going? And uh, we're going to have to do an episode about that soon. I read it earlier this week. It is magnificent. Thank you for yeah reading it. And uh, yeah, it's going great. And uh, no no hate mail yet. Uh, a few mistakes were pointed out. Those have been corrected for the second printing, which is exciting. There will be a second uh, printing. Oh, that's uh, a but, success uh, story people, right there. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. I think uh, uh, hopefully it has some legs and it does what I'd hoped, which is, I mean, the, the coolest comments I've been getting so far have been, uh, one, people read it quickly. So they <laughs> that I like to hear that. Uh, and I left them wanting more. And they a few people said, I, I, I made me want to go play golf more. Excellent. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's exciting. That's beyond my uh, wildest dreams in terms of uh, hopes. And then I've just had a lot of people saying, yeah, this is what I, I want. Um, I'm looking forward to it because... I am. I want to know a little more, but I don't need to know that much. And uh, that was or, the goal of it. And or have to talk to people uh, like you, me, and Clates about it because, because that's boring. So this book fills that gap. Golf Architecture for Normal People, I think it's called. Is that right? Yes, correct. Yeah, exactly. And it does a terrific job of that. Well, well done. Uh, we Thank probably you. won't get to it today, but we will definitely talk about that's it. That's all right. Depth. I appreciate the plug. Soon, let's come back to Australia, where former player turned architect and commentator on the game, Mike Clayton, joins us from his, I don't know, what do you got, a compound down there somewhere in Victoria, Clayton? He's a time designer now. He's uh, got, you know, owns the game down there. Has your phone been running hot, Clayton? I imagine it would. You're sort of a go-to guy for the media down here, and this story has been global. It's been as big in Australia, I think, as it has been in the US in some ways. It was, yeah. I had a couple of calls from... Well, 7.30, actually, last night, which I declined. I'm not going to go on there with Sarah Ferguson and um, trying to explain all this, but anyway, yeah, it's um crazy day for the for the game. Really, it's a, is it the biggest story in our lifetime in golf? Oh, without doubt. With oh, well, as far from, as I can, I, mean, I think aside from, I mean, Tiger Woods has been the biggest. Yeah, story. I'd say oh, yeah. Tiger winning the Masters still might uh, be yeah. bigger. Yeah. That's a golf yeah. story, but a story where golf's at the center. This is much bigger yeah. than just golf. Yeah, we'll this, is a, this is a business story. This is a political story. Political story. Which I know all it's a global you guys, political story. Yeah, yeah it's, it's sure you've got those, those lectures too. Don't get into the politics. It's a political story. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> I mean, yeah. I, you good, can't avoid it. That, that, that's luck. why they're doing what they do. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, let's get into it, Jake. Let's start with a thumbnail sketch. I'm still at sixes and sevens about what actually happened yesterday. Can you give us a point breakdown of sort of what was announced and then we, the real discussion is then what does that mean going forward? Well, they essentially announced they're dropping their lawsuits against each other, the, the Public Investment Fund and uh, the PJ Tour. And I do not ask me to try to explain the breaking off of the 501c6 and the the uh, for-profit entity. <laughs> I, I'm sure some very, very talented lawyers uh, could explain that and the ones who came up with it, but way beyond my pay grade. And, uh, and that question's already coming up from people saying, I don't quite understand uh, how you're going to keep your model of, of the, the charitable aspect of tournaments with this for-profit component. So that that really does need to be fleshed out more. I'm sure somebody can explain at least the concept, whether it's legal, I don't know. But, Andy Gardner can um, explain it, Jeff. He, he laid it out well, in detail on the No Laying Up podcast about two years ago, how he would have that structured, and it kind of made sense to me, whether it would pass a legal stiff test, I'm not sure, but that, that's the model they've got. adding a for-profit component? Yes, yeah, adding a for-profit. Oh, okay. I'll he said you have to, to you have to split off the non-profit, there has to be a for-profit, and he laid okay. out on that episode how that would happen, so that's... Um, I always thought the for-profit just related to their uh, TPC businesses and licensing and yes, things like that. which I assume, oh, this, I assume this will, well, as he laid it out... Oh, God, now you're really testing my memory. But as, as he laid out, essentially, you create this second PGA Tour League, so it's kind of like PGA Tour Premium, which will be the team's aspect and all those things, and it runs a commercial business where they buy and sell the teams and trade in the players and all that sort of stuff. But right. those players flow backwards and forwards between the two, but the two businesses are separate. I think that's the broad outline of how he suggested it. Huh, okay. So anyway. Well, it, in the way I read it was that the, the, the money is going – uh, to the tour and they're handing them live essentially and they're giving uh yasir a seat on the yeah on the board on this new board um and again i please i'm sorry i just i'm waiting for more details that oh, yeah. i can understand but i'm not i'm confused even on what board he's on it's not the policy board i don't believe so um it's a new entity isn't it, isn't it? my understanding is it's a new there entity. is a new entity and that's yeah. what i'm trying to understand is what yeah. does it control versus what is it separate of yeah. Well, so if you know, I, I, don't, know, I don't know. know, but you'd have to think that what it will control is this team event where they'll sell teams for large sums of money. Uh, those teams will be made up of somewhat like the live structure, even though Rory said in his press conference today he doesn't think that'll happen. That would be my assumption. You would think that that's a, just a whole separate product that you can run for huge sums of money, totally separate to the PGA Tour. That would be my take on it. Uh, and that that might, well, we'll get into whether that might or might not be good for the game globally, whether they take those events outside America and all those sorts of things. But that would have been – does that seem a sensible way to do it? That's what I would have thought. You have this PGA Tour premium product, which is a for-profit. It's the biggest names in the game and guaranteed a bunch yeah. of money. You've got big people. Bezos has already apparently expressed interest in buying a team if that becomes an option. These billionaires – Joe Ogilvy told us he's got – he knows a number of billionaires who'd love to buy a golf team. So there's clearly a demand for it. And when there's a demand, you're going to get a supply. So my thinking would be that they'll just have this separate product, which is this team event. The players are paid separately for that. It's a whole separate deal, but they're free to flow exactly what you got with Live, basically, but they're free to flow backwards and forwards between the tour and this team event. And there won't be as many of those team events, I wouldn't think, as what Live was planning to do. So the players don't have well, to play too much. That's where I get stuck because I can see what you're laying out and I can see where they would use F1 as a model. Uh, but what, what, what we know, and you well know, being in Australia, uh, is that the thing we have found out in the last year <laughs> <laughs> BJ tour players don't want to travel the world. 
Um, that's really been the driving concept behind the Delaware, uh, gathering and all that. So that's where I'm stuck. I mean, again, they had, they announced no detail. So we were, no, we're exactly just speculating, right. but I think it's fun to speculate on if there is a concept. And I think F1 has a lot of merit to it, except for the, this issue of international PJ tour is an American enterprise. And, uh, but then, you know, uh, Yasir there, uh, the new chairman, his excellency, uh, <laughs> <laughs> was talking up the global aspect of this and implying uh that 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 is a that's very important to them so uh for their however much their money they're giving and it's got to be a lot of money uh because I just have to assume that there's going to be a significant amount devoted to reimbursing those who turn down well, that's, <laughs> their no, no, money There'll be one off size. Look, here's yeah. the- anyway, so I'm sorry I can't explain. I no. mean, they just gave <laughs> no okay. details other than they they they're dropping the lawsuit. That, they're giving the, the big tour deal. a lot of money. Yeah. And the tour needs, I think it's pretty clear. The tour spent a lot of money trying to fight uh them off and has uh probably targeted a point where they can't keep doing that. And I my guess is it's sometime next year. And so those two things led to a lot of urgency to just drop this and uh, form a partnership. And then I think you, I, I mean, I love what, hear what Clay says, but I, and you guys were closer in terms of uh, sort of absorbing the Adelaide event, but you do kind of sense they're not going anywhere. Their guys have played well in the majors. Um, and, and it was, there's an intangible thing you can't measure, but it seemed like those events were better because those guys were in contention and it seemed like a more satisfying championship to watch so those are i mean those are small things compared to obviously guys who don't want to be deposed and and running out of money but Mm. i i I can't i think you can't discount how those things may have forced the tour's hand to sit down and and uh suck it up and cave and give in (laughs) yeah we'll come back to that but clay shat kind of knows this all starts with golf at the top level for those who fund it i.e the fans is about the players isn't it and what this did was just split all of that and make a complete mess of it. I think Shaq's right. There's been some, particularly with Kepka winning the PGA, that really bubbled this thing right to the surface, didn't it? So it from a player's perspective, and I know we've asked you before whether you would have taken the money and you weren't sure because you were a younger man and thought differently about things, but from a player's perspective, Shaq makes an interesting point. Isn't he? Ultimately, all of this technically is about making sure you've got a product that people want to buy, and what people want to buy is the players, isn't it, the characters. Absolutely, yeah, and it's always been about you know thirty or forty players maximum who've you know, moved the proverbial. But you know, the, my question, Shaq, was that you know post was this kind of inevitable post Tiger that or the money went crazy, you know, and the, the prize money doubled, tripled, quadrupled. Was the game financially sustainable post Tiger with, with TV ratings where they are? You know, is this the only way to fund it? Is is to get the Saudi money to fund the whole game? Because great when, question. You know, twenty million dollar purses are nuts. Yeah, I mean, no one wants. No one wants to. Tra- I mean, who's going to ever come to Australia and play for two million dollars unless you pay them three million dollars each to come? So, you know, is this the inevitable conclusion of golf post Tiger when there are no stars even remotely close to being as big as he was? Yeah, there's something we can't measure in in how these guys all <clears throat> believe they're worth a lot more than they are, mm-hmm. um, and 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 I think we see it. They're surrounded by a lot of wealthy people <clears throat> who are uh, 
oddly obsessed with them because they play golf and they take on almost uh they, they look at them as superheroes and so they're hearing it from from money people that they're they're worth more than they're getting but you you and i know and ron knows um none of them move the needle like tiger and they're turning over at a faster rate um they're the power games made them just kind of more of a a brutish uh, douchey at times kind of jag uh not all of them obviously but a surprising number how to have a have a chip and golf was built on because it's boring being a gentleman's game and being a little bit different and people that we could relate to because they were all different shapes and sizes and ways that get the ball in the hole and so i i they i think they have an inflated sense of their impact and and uh and they it's not that they don't have an impact because they do the greatest athletes in the world uh worship them and things like that but the numbers as you say are are not there to validate these numbers and and then yeah the the 20 million i mean at least the wgc's there was a concept where you were bringing the world together you had a match play you were trying to go to china you were trying to do things with it and they've just taken the worst of the WGC <laughs> and stripped away the things that were good of, of what Fincham tried to do with it. Uh, and like, well, how's that going to work? I mean, it's just, it's so bizarre. Uh, but this is what happens, I think, when you have players dictating everything. And yeah. um, and then they just started pulling money from all these places because I don't think sponsors were adding $5 million to the purse. That was coming from... No, no, tour no, no. <laughs> not yeah. each, not yeah. each. Well, pay pay four times as much for a diluted product. <laughs> now that you've lost yeah, and, five uh, of your I'll, most marketable play, no, not going to happen. And the designated events have done well in the ratings. There, 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 there are more people do watch when they are coming together. But it's not an amount that a sponsor gets. Uh, it's just not. No. In, yeah, the ones who are sponsoring events where nobody's turning up they're getting a raw deal, but the designated ones, they're basically getting just a slightly better audience than they would have if it was just a normal event. So it's not worth an extra $12 million in, in purse money. Isn't the hard sell for the PGA tour this is a question for both of you. Actually, I'll start with you, Clates, as a player. I can imagine you've been in players' meetings on the European tour when things like this have been discussed. Is not the reality that uh, long before this or Liv came along, the truth is there's just too much golf. And too many professional golfers to really sustain as a businessman. Tiger carried it for a long time. We know that. But in the post-Tiger, as you said, Clades, you can't get up in a player-run organization, can you, and say to the players, look, what we want to do is cut a whole bunch of you and reduce your playing opportunities. They're a real bind, aren't they? The turkeys aren't going to vote for Christmas, obviously. And it's a long bow. There are too many players because the equipment's made the game too easy to play. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so we'll drag the drinking game into it early, but there are way too many players because they all drive the ball like Greg Norman. So they all think they're good players. And 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 there are more good players now than ever probably because their techniques are great and teaching's better and kids are 13 years old. I saw that young kid you spoke about who I follow on Twitter. What's his name? Shong? Jaden? Jaden, yeah. yeah. 13-year-old kid who, you know, shot 149 in the qualifying for the US Open. So, you know, there are – but there are too many players and – and it's so much harder for for the players to break for the truly, really good players to break out from the pack, because the equipment's given them all the same set of skills. Mm. So, so that's a part of the problem. And you're right, there are way too many tournaments, and there are way too many players, and you know it's a, and it's killed off. You know the, the unintended consequence of letting the equipment get away is that 
killed off the amateur game. There is no amateur golf anymore. In fact, you know, it's just assistant pro golf and college golf. And Australian amateurs are stroke play event now, clubs, yeah, and they know. win money. Yeah, <laughs> you win two grand for winning it. Yeah. <laughs> so there's not a kid now who plays golf who sees playing serious amateur golf as a as a legitimate pathway in the game. It's just either pro golf or quit. Which well, which the only which the only thing sad. amateur golf is, offers is a pathway into some of the big events, isn't it? You play the US amateur because you get into the Masters and the yeah. in the Open if you, if you get yeah. through. It's it's that sort of kind of deal. Well, what do you do about that, Shaq? In a player-run organisation where the obvious problem to most people who've looked at this for the last 10 years is there's just too much golf with too many players trying to be supported, how do you sell Christmas to turkeys? That's the real problem, and that's not going to go away. I mean, no. the Saudis aren't going to keep putting money into this new entity like with Live for no return, you would think. So that problem still has to be confronted, doesn't it, at some point? Yeah, and I'm assuming the return will be... Uh well, they first want some of the sport washing, and then I do think they they the franchise concept will not go away because there is that potential. Uh, but I I really don't know because I've had the conversation about parity, what what Clay's just talked about with the equipment, and and of course all they want to do is just sell, you know it's the same thing. There's just fields have never been deeper. We're just superior in depth and 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 again yes there are definitely huge improvements on a lot of things that have made more people knowledgeable or able to repair their their faults faster or whatever it is but uh they will not even listen i i do think rory's i do think somebody got to rory on the on the notion of equipment uh, making very good people a little bit better and making really great people uh, not uh, able to stand out a little bit more. I do think somebody finally got through to him on that. Um, but that's a hard conversation to have. It's hard for we've we've discussed this before. It's hard for Tiger or Jack to say that because then they sound like they're pompous and they're bragging. But it's a huge problem. And I mean, I've never seen I don't think there's a professional sport that is less introspective. Mm. about the the way the product is played and how is that what are we doing to make sure our players can stay healthy uh mentally and physically have good careers and that our very elite players are able to stand out i mean they have that is just I, <laughs> it's just not a conversation they have and it's amazing to me. And again, and I we I believe we discussed it earlier this year when baseball. I think we last convened when baseball just started. And you look at the things they've done to improve the dreaded product, and and it is so much better. It is, and you just think, wow, that's nice that they they did the homework, and it it's paying off in the in the in the viewing of the sport. We still don't know what's going to do in terms of pitchers and injuries going faster and all that, but. And I'm just, I mean, yeah, as you know, I'm just astounded by the lack of ignorance mm. or the lack of wanting to spend any time talking about injuries. I mean, Cameron Champ, there's something wrong with him. He's still trying to play, but I know he's, I mean, Will Zalatoris we know about. Mm. And Clates, when I walked around at this U.S. Open qualifying Monday, yeah, you know, I don't get to junior college tournaments anymore. And, you know, so many beautiful golf swings, but so many I watched and I, I go, I, I can't. I mean, they swing so hard. I can't see their body being able to sustain that. Um, especially the tall guys. You're looking at these tall guys and the and the and the and the arch, and oh my gosh, and and they just don't want to have that conversation at all. I mean, look at the injuries we have right now in the game. 
I mean, Matt Fitzpatrick hurt his neck chasing speed this year. He hasn't, yeah. hasn't he had one good week at, at uh, Hilton Head. Uh, I mean, the list is long, and they just don't even want to acknowledge that, or, or maybe they're too busy working on playing opportunities or something. But that, that to me, is just an amazing thing that the next commissioner, I guess, will have to to look could be, at could be fairly soon and we'll talk about that <laughs> well i was kind of teeing you up there for yeah. that yeah. i guess yeah close there's something appealing about what shaq said could we be entering the new era of woozy the short guys might take over the game the tall guys can't play because they get hurt we could have a whole bunch of woozies on the the top of the game that'd be beautiful wouldn't it <laughs> well the one good thing about the driver length is that it made that you know it meant you didn't have to do what George Archer did and bend your knees about yeah. seven inches to get down to the ball. So it's because you're a tall guy, aren't you? You must have. Uh, there must have been a time when you had to do that. I would assume. Well, not really, but you know, for the. I mean, Archer was six foot six. He was a big guy, big mm. tall guy, mm. and, and using a forty three inch driver when you're that tall was was problematic. But now the longer drivers make it easier for the longer players to. Yeah. The, 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 the taller players to, and the conventional wisdom was that. Taller players had looser swings. It was easier to play if you were if you were short. Yeah. Woozy was, was a great example, one of the best goal swings ever, really. Mm. Little guy close to the ground, Peter Senior, same. Hogan, obviously. But you know, the, the it's not I and mean, Weisskopf was obviously tall and elegant, but you know, there are lots of good tall players now. I mean, Scheffler's how about his stats the last couple of weeks? Oh, so much. You know, I mean I mean he's gotta be the favorite for the US Open the way he's hitting the ball, doesn't he? I mean Yeah, yeah. He was not playing good golf in the Walker Cup here, so he's a much better player. And, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, his strokes gained, what, Tita Green were just phenomenally better than everyone else. 15 or 14 and a half last week. Yeah, some staggering number. And well, he's, he's been, you know, he's been number, number, number one in greens and regulation. And I've never seen him play. I've only seen him play in, on TV, and he his swing doesn't look like this guy's the best ball striker in golf. <laughs> no, it does not. Clearly he is. But know. that goes back to something you said before about the post Tiger era, Clates, they they are they would be Tiger like numbers, but nothing like the profile of Tiger attached to it. So it wasn't just Tiger's performance, was it? This meshing of who it is that's doing it, yeah. and the importance of that. If Tiger had had those stats, all of us would have known those and be able to quote them along with all the other Tiger stats that Justin Ray lists all the time. Do you know what I mean? But with Scotty Scheffler, it's this extraordinary stat. I didn't hear about it until the coverage last week, and he'd been doing that for six or seven weeks in a row. Yeah, it would have been, you know, look how much better this guy is than yeah. anyone else. I mean, yeah. clearly he's just staggeringly better yeah. to Green, certainly this year, than anyone else. Of course, Tiger would have made the putt, Shaq, so that would have changed the narrative a bit. Yeah, too, the putting's still a little bit rough. but uh, And I do wonder if he, I mean, Clates, you've seen this over the years, I'm sure. We've, they've always had these guys who are just great ball strikers, and they and they start, they hit so many greens, they become yeah. irrational about all the missed putts because they – they just forget that yeah. you're you're just only going to make so many birdie putts. I, mean, I think Tom Kite kind of was one of those people. He just yeah. had so many greens, and it it just got in his head that he wasn't yeah. making yeah. birdie putts. Well, when you hit sixteen of eighteen greens every day, yeah, I mean, it, it, you just, yeah. And so I wonder because he's been acting out a little bit on the you know with his coaches and getting frustrated on the putting green, and and so that's one thing he's going to have to yeah he's going to have to watch. There's a great little quote in the in the Peter Thompson book where Thompson talks about exactly that you know it makes you cranky makes you angry he, he said the way he philosophized it was typically brilliant thompson i just tried to two putt sometimes even from four feet mm. so, so, <laughs> so so he took the pressure i mean thompson was a great hitter who, who hit lots of greens hit the ball close to the hole you know, a lot of the time and beautiful player and and his way around that was typically brilliant well i just tried to two putt 
so, so he didn't drag himself down into the morass of, you know, I'm a great player and I can't putt. But he, because that's it, you know, it's almost inevitable that when you play like that, you're going you're to miss more putts because, you know, the stats of making the, yeah. you know, making eight foot putts is 50 50, probably. Yeah. And people see you missing a lot of eight foot putts while you, you know, Really more eight-foot putts than anybody else. Peter O'Malley yeah. was the man down here, wasn't he, Clay? So I think yeah. he's talked about – because, of course, then we start writing about it and talking about it. Oh, Scheffler, amazing ball striker, you know. Can't, can't putt. putt. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You can't yeah. avoid that, that forever. Yeah, those v- narratives start to form. Vijay Singh <laughs> talked about this at one yeah. point. And he said that he just – one week he said, oh, that's it. I'm not reading it. I'm going to tell myself on every green I'm the best putter in the world. And he won that week. And that was just from that narrative. These narratives form around people. And poor old Pom, he's, he's got that, hasn't he, O'Malley? Clates. Everyone yeah. who watched him play said, "You'll never see anybody hit a golf ball better, more consistently than Pete." What a shame he can't putt, and he ended up buying into it. You know, which was well, it's the same with Adam Scott and being, yep. being a bad wedge player. And he was I mean, a couple of years ago, he was top three in proximity to the hole from 110 yards or something. So, yeah. but they, and all they, that noise is louder now too, isn't it? With social yeah. media and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all of those things, is it? We've gotten off track. We've completely forgotten about what's happened with. The ah, well, I think it's yeah, it's, good it's to all talk related. Some actual golf, I mean, you know, instead of, uh, all this, <laughs> all those people who gas. stumbled into the wrong sport, no doubt, aren't enjoying it, but they might enjoy oh, this. And, so, and all the guys, how about all the guys whining about how terrible this is? You're gonna get, you're gonna, they're gonna figure it out. You're gonna get money, and by the way. Um, they're just mad that they didn't know. I mean, it just spoke to how clubby yeah. golf is. And yeah. it wasn't that they were mad about the the uh, amoral horrible no. people that they're now in business, <laughs> but they were mad that they weren't on the inside with they the read info it on before it went public. Like, really, guys, are you that? But that spoke to the bubble, the kind of clubby bubble yeah. they're in. Well, they got their own language, haven't they? You know, to buck eighty oh, yeah. and all that kind of nonsense and their tragedies and whatever they go on about. Uh, back to the reality of it, Shaq. There seem to be more than a few people questioning whether this deal will, in fact, even be able to go through legally. Oh, legally, I yeah, I won't speak to, but but it sure doesn't sound like the vote's going to go very well unless they <laughs> use the same uh, vote tabulating system as the Player of the Year award. Um, <laughs> because uh, I, I just by the reactions, it seems like a lot of people are. Either, yeah, for some of them are just mad that the live guys would come back. Uh, some are mad that they weren't told. Some are wondering why there was no, not even one or two details. Uh, but we've, we bannered about this, uh, before that, like, how do you not have these plans and things in a drawer? And it may just be they didn't want to reveal, but I think as the day went, it became apparent <laughs> they don't have a plan. No. Uh, they got a lot to figure out. They just wanted to not have those depositions. <laughs> That was really the the number one thing. Indeed. Well, I wanted to come to that. So who needed this more and who's the winner? I've read compelling uh, I, uh, concepts from both sides that PIF is the winner here. They've got what they want. And others, PGA Tour are the winner here because they're controlling the whole thing. Who needed it more, Shaq, and who is the winner here? Oof. Yeah, it's tough. But it sounds like on the money side, the Tour was eventually going to need it. And then the uh, – the, yeah, I think the Saudis should be thrilled. They, those depositions were dangerous. The tour's lawyers have done a great job yeah. uh, throughout this. They and that's what I guess that would be the one surprise in this. They've won at pretty much uh, at every level in every way in the in the case. So that's why. But when you're out of running out of money, then you you just that doesn't matter. You're winning in court. But they've done a masterful job of of getting him. Uh, set and ready to have to be deposed, Yasir, and um, he, 
he just not want to he did well, not want to be uh, testifying under oath for sure. It was a mutually assured destruction outcome, wasn't it? I mean, the PGO yeah, Tour would yeah. have been embarrassed well by what came out in court, but it wouldn't have been fatal. But they were going to run out of money. It might have been near fatal had they had to had they had to put themselves up for definition on the Saudi side. In many ways, there was no alternative but this. The PGA right. Tour bet the company, and they were going to lose it. And yeah. in some ways, the PIF bet the company, and then a decision went against them, and now they were going to lose. It, so there was no other sort of alternative. Can uncomfortable bedfellows make a good product, Clates? <laughs> Assuming this all goes through, is the product at the end of it, or is there going to be just internal bickering and and the war just moves from outside to inside? I don't know. I guess we'll see. No one knows, really. I mean, no one knows how any of this is going to play out. Mm. You know, it's, I don't have a clue what the answer to that question is. I'm sure there'll be – well, there's always been internal bickering anyway, but, you know, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. On the, and, on the getting – and, 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 you know, what does it look like? I mean, what happens to Adelaide, for example? Live Adelaide, does that go on or does that just become well, a – Well, here's Thorn, where it gets – Thorn Ferry up. event or – Yeah, so Rory made this point in his press conference. This, this is not live – so the first thing, and he's right, all this merger talk is technically incorrect. There's been no merger. They've formed a new entity. And it's not with Liv, it's with the public investment. So the Liv brand is among all of those questions on the list, Jack, what happens to it? My assumption would be, I didn't come up with this idea, Pete Baldy, who wrote a brilliant piece, which I retweeted on Twitter if you want to go and have a look at it, about how this is really not about golf, it's about global politics and whatnot. But he made the point separate to that article that, Next year's Adelaide event, because they've signed a contract. They've signed a contract with Liv. Liv signed a 10-year deal with the Asian Tour for these international series events, $200 million over 10 years. I assume all of that still stands. So my guess would be the Adelaide event becomes a Liv international series event. That'll still be played down here in Asia. All that Liv golf will still be, and that brand will still exist here, in, but they won't play in the UK or in America like they have. That'll become an international series event, so it'll be a full-field Asian tour event of their international series. And they will, as they'll throw a bone of one or two, probably Camp Smith will be paid some money to come and play in Adelaide to a stage of You will not get what, what you had in April in Adelaide that everyone was so excited about. That golf tournament, in, not even in a dream, is that affordable in Australia under any no. circumstances ever. In history or going forward, impossible. You could not afford that field under any circumstances. So that's what I assume will happen to Adelaide. And that international series, I would think, Shaq, probably becomes a vehicle for some of this international stuff that they, that's got the name, hasn't it? They've already played in England, the international right. series. And so this separate kind of thing. Now, the deal between, well, I don't know what happens given that the Live League is gone under this deal, whether those people get access there. But that's what I assume will happen with that. Because they signed a contract for three years, I think. And there was talk of another one in Queensland. That's got to be honoured in some way or paid out. And at some point, the PIF, I know they've got a lot of money, but at some point they've got to say, actually, you know, we're just not going to keep paying these millions out to sort out these contracts and this mess. So that would be my assumption. It'll be an international series live event, and it'll be a good tournament. There's not going to be anything like what we saw Mm. in April, which was so successful. So do um, does live does the live tour or the PIF or whatever force finally the merger of the Australian tour and the Asian tour? 
Oh, we're getting into so, 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 okay, so it becomes a, one tour. With in the a beer. dream world, leaving that would aside, be a good result, wouldn't it? Well, it would. Leaving aside personal feelings about the PGA, the, the, mm. the PGA Tour's biggest problem is that outside of America, in particular, they have just collected animosity at unbelievable levels. One of the keys to the success of that live event in April wasn't just the field. It was, this is not the PGA Tour. It's a punch in the face for the PGA Tour. We're going to go and watch this. The sentiment, anti-PGA Tour sentiment down here is really, really, really strong. The PGA Tour's model of PGA Tour Latino America, Canada, formerly China, makes some sense. They could go a long way to repairing that image if it was seen that the PGA Tour top end was doing something to create pathways for players from around the world to get there. But they've never done So, yes, a PGA Tour Australasia would be a fabulous thing. And if that's part of the outcome where there was some golf in Australia plus Asia and there was ways for those players to advance from there to the PGA Tour, which is where everybody wants to end up, that would be a really good outcome. Now, they've never done it before because yeah, – Well, they've always been the alpha dog, haven't they? Why would you? When you're the alpha dog, you call the shots. Yeah. They stop the, being the alpha dog for a year and a half, so things might change a bit. One of the sillier things was that there never was an Australian-Asian tour. There were always – the Asian players didn't like coming here because they'd come to Royal Melbourne and put on greens that were mm. seven feet faster than the greens in Hong Kong or the Philippines and Th- or Thailand, and so they never wanted to do it. But it's ridiculous that there's never been one tour down here. Do you think that's changed, Clates? I think yeah, Asian players uh, yeah, are uh, much absolutely. more global yeah, players absolutely. these days. Yeah, and you could include Japan in that. It would make sense if Japan joined forces with us. Uh, well, it would, but they're they're off on their own, fighting their own battles, and that, that tour is falling apart. It's well, that's right. Which is the prime time for it to join up with. Yeah, something yeah, happening it, down it, here. Except so. that they very much love being in their own little world, and the, the players are well paid to play twenty weeks a year, and yeah. don't really care and don't want to travel. And if that stops. Things will change. That's the. Yeah. That, I guess that's you know, the point I'm making because they're in trouble. The Japan Tour. Absolutely. I mean, COVID gone really hurt them. Almost as much prize money in 1990 as the PGA Tour. To yep. 20 weeks. You know, their big tournaments were killed off. You know, the Dunlop, Phoenix, and Tejo and Cassio, where the big Americans all went and played at the end of the year. Because you know, again, pre Tiger, they were getting pretty nice appearance fees. But now, hundred thousand dollars is not cutting it when they all want a million because they all think they're worth a million, because Tiger was worth three, so mm. I must be worth one. Well, no, Tiger's worth three, and you're still worth 300. <laughs> you're still worth 300,000. That's exactly right. But if you – yeah, the, 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 in many ways, Jeff, not in many ways, this is a hard thing to say, in many ways, Tiger's to blame for a lot of downsides in golf for, for everything that but he yeah. has given us. Well, but, he is – yeah, but some. But again, there's no nobody looking forward. This was all predictable. Mm-hmm. You you just can't yeah. have a he's a once in a lifetime player. Yeah. yeah. And you, we all knew like Clay said Clay said earlier we we knew this was going to happen. There would be a post Tiger time and you should have been planning for it. And and so I think what it was interesting listening to you guys what it, what got me thinking was uh I bet the three of us could in about an hour map out a sort of group of global tours that are feeder tours and and mm. And you create franchises, and there's an element where you get to the real tour. And and but what I really thought was the the person they should call is Andy Gardner. Yes, who yeah. the Saudi stole all these ideas from. And I bet you he would be a great guy to say, you know, and this is where the tour is just such a hideous organization. You know, mm. pay him the money, mm-hmm. pay his people, the ones that didn't go to live. Some of them are still together. 
and come up with a concept that's similar to what you did before, but that now incorporates uh, all these entities. You have just do whatever you want. I mean, you got basically the world now in a way with the, the DP and the mm-hmm. and the PGA Tour. Uh, and God, I hope we can get rid of that DP World Tour name. Um, oh shit, yeah. With maybe that'll be a positive in this, but yeah. and and come up with a concept because the idea that Rory is suddenly saying, well. Yeah, lives out the window as you describe what went on in Adelaide. Well, wait a second. That's an asset. (laughs) This is where, this is why this organization is in so much trouble because, well, that's not our asset. We didn't come up with that. Who's going to get a bonus if we keep that going? I mean, they have this little (laughs) executive world that's, that's not really teamwork. It's competitive to get um, playing opportunities and bonuses, all these things that are related to themselves. And there's not this team effort to, again, think outside the box, think five years ahead or a year ahead. And wouldn't that be fascinating to, to turn some people like that loose who've given this already so much thought, have mm. some of their really good ideas stolen, and say, present this concept. So these franchises have international value. Mm-hmm. You have a relegation, a coming back and forth uh, thing, you know, and then try to figure out how you, you you may just have to blow up the current TV contract and the current schedule. Um, or, or it becomes an American based, you know, the big leagues are in America and the rest of the world feeds or you get out to the world some. But they're going to have to travel more. I'm sorry, these guys. No, that's right. Well, have to deal look, with that fact. This is not the Saudis and every. It's, it's just not working. Being domestic only, it's not going to work. Live Adelaide. World changed, and F1 is the example to yeah. prove that. So, so Live Adelaide showed us something that McGin- the point McGinley made a long time ago, which is the the fundamental change that Live has brought to professional golf is it's taken it from a series of independent contractors to a contracted sport. I guarantee you. Most of those players who played in Adelaide did not want to come to Australia that week and play. Brooks Kepka, given the choice, would never have come to Adelaide. Because of the time of year. I mean, between majors. Part of that. And and just coming down here, we know there's a reluctance. And you can understand. Oh, for multi hundred get the see in a first class cabin and ah there's sob story they've gone yeah. beyond first class jeff they got their own jet now, I, they, yeah I, I don't know what you call that thing <laughs> with, where you have a shower and the whole thing but the point yeah. is come on guys like i, I get the time of year thing i do get exactly, that between yeah. majors but, but that contracted player idea is what is and, and McGinley's point was as a member of the European Tour board a sponsor comes to them and says we've got 20 million dollars we want to invest in golf we want to put it into one tournament uh will Rory play and the European Tour board says don't know we can ask him well the yeah. sponsor says okay i'm going to take my 20 million dollars and go somewhere else because if you're saying to me that you I'm going to give you 20 million and you can't guarantee me that the one player i want or the 10 players I want aren't going to be here and that kind of needs to change, I think, yeah. in well, this millennium do. for professional golfers. You cannot have professional golfers just turning their backs on various events. We've seen it happen to events on the PGA. The Byron Nelson is a prime example. When Byron Nelson died, people just stopped playing. Yeah. That's it. And the Nelson tournament from one of the most important on the PGA Tour to one of the least known. They've now lost their spots, haven't they, in AT&T. They're some of the realities, and golf can't survive on that model, and the players won't like that. They've always trumpeted this independent contractor idea. Well, those days are probably gone if you're at the top of the game. It's probably only going to be the top of the game, but the live model worked in as much as, right, we're paying you, you go where we tell you. Wherever we tell you to play, that's where you go and play. 
Yeah. And there's there's some real merit to that. And that you can then say, it's amazing that FedEx have stayed with the PGA Tour for as long as they have, Shaq. That FedEx Cup has never been anything but bad publicity. Year after year after year. There has never been a year where people said, that was fantastic. And we've ended yeah. up with this clown show where it's a fucking handicap event for 30 of the best players. Yeah. In the world. How did we get to there? Yeah, you know? it's a joke. Yeah. yeah. And in fact, if a sponsor goes to the European Tour and says, is Rory playing? The one guarantee is, no, he's not playing. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right at the moment. So that you can see why that needs to change. It's the problem the Australian Open's got. Now, apart from the fact that we're such a small market, we haven't got the money to put on a six or eight million US dollar tournament down. He's don't have the sponsors. Even if you had scrounged up all that money, it would only come if there were guarantees of certain players playing. Mm. Yeah. Because that's what people want to go and watch. Why would you want to sponsor a tournament that people don't want to go and watch? So there's a fundamental lesson there. And again, the PGA Tour is going to have a problem here creating that. Andy Gardner yeah. had really interesting ideas about how you could sell that to play- to the players and make them understand why it was worth their while. And perhaps that's what they will do. They've stolen all of these other ideas. Maybe they'll just steal that one as well. When you talked about the vote before Jeff and how that might get yeah. through. Well, the managers will get in the players' ears and explain to them how there's more money for the managers, which must be good for the players, so you really should vote for it. That's how that'll go. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, the managers are the ones driving the players on the uh, the golf ball stuff because they're telling them, you know, they'll void your contract. And, That's you right. know, they're, they're all just totally against the rollback only because pure money uh, monetary reasons and well, they don't live in our world, and, yeah. do they? So yeah. the agents are very influential that way, and that's uh, and understandably, I mean, they'd love to get a fee, uh, and I think Liv addressed that with a lot of them. So uh, it's yeah, it's you mentioned a magic word. I really did want to talk about this. So Rory really took a lot of heat for being out front, and he was clearly invested in being anti-Liv and all the rest. Of it. Well, of course. He said himself at the press conference in Canada today he couldn't help but feel somewhat like a sacrificial lamb. I thought, did you watch that whole – I watched the whole press conference, Jeff. Did you have – I just read the words, so I didn't actually see the visual. Uh, I thought those who don't like him, and there are plenty, will, you know, accuse him of being a flip-flopper. I thought he handled it really well. He had some really interesting things to say, one of them being, I think a point made The Saudis were clearly determined to spend a bunch of money in golf. So you either have them spending it with you or you have them spending it against you. And we saw what's spending yeah. it because they, they weren't going to stop that. That was clearly the belief at the PGA Tour. Liv was not going to pack up its tent and go away and say, well, we lost. So they couldn't afford to keep going. But he was also very keen to make the point about the, the not being a merger, that the public investment fund, the DP Tour, World Tour and PGA Tour have formed this new entity. And when he was asked about the source of the money – which is one of the things he'd always been unhappy about, the Saudi Arabian money, he said he'd come to terms with it. Now, that's the reality of it. The reality is the money's there, so you've got to make a decision about how it's been. What's your sort of take on that? And do you think, for those of us, and I think many of us who were sort of anti-live, for want of a better term, it was about that. Is this a sensible thing to be doing, allowing the Saudi Arabian government essentially to just buy a really high-profile piece of golf, leaving aside what that does to the image of the game amongst not golfers and what this announcement might do. What was your take? What's your take on some of that and what Rory had to say for those of us who've always found it uncomfortable, the source of the money? Yeah, it still stinks. And I, I'm, I guess I don't agree that it was a given that they were going to be spending this money for years to come but the tour just couldn't wait them out i thought the tour I mean, lawrence and i talked about it on on the mckellar pod we 
not that long ago, we thought the uh, the tour was in a great spot. And then all of a sudden, a few things started changing. And this new model they came up with didn't look so hot. And then you had Kepka and you had uh, uh, yeah, just a lot of different little things happen. And suddenly they weren't in that great of a position. But I don't think it was anything fatal, except for the fact that we now <laughs> seem to have some indications that, that, that all the spending was going to catch up to them at a certain point. And uh, they figured, well, this is the time to do it. So the idea that, that they were going to keep spending money, so we might as well take it ourselves, is that's uh, a it's a good as good a spin as you can you can do. But I don't really buy it. I think they had more. If they they could have waited them out a little longer, I, yeah, I don't know. What other than the Adelaide event, nobody's watching these things. No, the two one hadn't it? I thought the two was easily winning the if there was a battle between the two. certainly in court. Threw it one easily, hadn't it? Yeah, I mean they were killing him in court. I mean the fact that they got him to everything they went through to and get him to be able to be deposed was mm. massive. Uh, and I still think they had, even though those guys played well in the majors, they still had kind of the the villain thing. I'm you know I can't believe how many people just loathe Phil Mickelson now, and Bryson just is just a basket case when he does. He did a CNN interview. Yeah, it was just horrific last night. Yeah. It was just weird as hell. And uh, that's and always Brooks been brand exactly, hasn't it, Shane? That's always you know. been Bryson. He's always been scatterbrained. Yeah, it's getting. I don't think it's not getting better with age. And then Brooks is just getting is not lovable. And um, that's kind of what he wants to be is a tough bro jock guy and whatever. Mm-hmm. But, but to the bigger point, does that uh, that that appeals to a small number of people? So they still don't have the most appealing group there. And um, yeah, Patrick Reed, things like that. So people like that. So they. Um, they just couldn't wait them out though, because they have they spent because they they basically I mean the thing that is so amazing when you think about it is is their response to live was to incorporate some of their ideas and all all the unsustainable yeah. things they latched onto. You know, if they had held their ground, figured out. I mean, the money's tough. I don't know what you do, but um, well, didn't the PGA tours eventually with the PGA tour strategy prove that what Live Golf were doing is unsustainable? In a business sense, yeah, they couldn't afford. Yeah, yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't find sponsors for next year. And I imagine that the PGA Tour didn't have enough money in the kitty to top up the purses of all the designated events again right. in twenty twenty four. I would suspect it's that close. They spent money too. during the I pandemic. They spent money yep. last year in twenty twenty two. They had to dip into the reserves, huge reserves that Mickelson talked about how much money yep. they had in reserves, and they blew it all this year on the designated events in the hope that the sponsors would say, "Hey, this is great." We'll foot right. the bill for that next year, and what the That's sponsor interesting- said was, "You mm-hmm. must be joking, <laughs> you insane! Yeah. If you yeah. think if you think we're going to ante up thirty million bucks for a week of golf, and we're not well, even going to get Kepka and Mickelson, or- and and it means spending less on the build out of the tournament and making yeah. a great experience. It means spending less on the marketing around the tournament. That's either good for the reason they're doing the tournament, or because you want people to watch, yeah. or it means less money for." charity in a lot of cases uh if they were to be the ones pumping up pumping in more money and by the way most of the charitable dollars come from the the gate receipts not sure. from Take from any corporate stuff. sales i mean some of that may but but so you need to spend money <laughs> to get people on the grounds because that then funds the thing that allows you to have your nonprofit status so i sure we're 
there are a lot of tournament directors out there that that have already been livid with all this and uh the, the it, it so you're right they they validated that the model's not sustainable so what will they do to make it sustainable and that's where i think the franchise has to come in and always have been fascinated by that concept but i mean now with they these should. horrible names and uh, and i think it's more of a nationality driven Yes. thing mm. i think that's easily the strongest part again gotta have a better name than torque uh but whatever um but that's where your hook is and if you do view this from a global perspective i think it's and, got potential most definitely I think you've got potential yeah. but you also have to remember you know again lawrence and i talked about yeah f1 and i'm not in any way diminishing what those drivers do but they have a whole team that preps a car <laughs> they roll in on uh yeah they don't they're not there seven days a week and golf is different and yeah we you're out walking on grass and it's you're not getting you know, crashing into walls but it's taxing so <laughs> there is a limit to how much players can play especially when there's those other four things that really matter uh still to all of them <laughs> do the designated and those aren't in the survive. picture in any of these discussions no. and well, that's part of the problem it's all to come do the designated events survive shack I think they're dead in the water. I think that whole idea is dead. I think they should be dead in the water. I get the concept, but you've got to come up with something better. I mean, look at Rory. He played Muirfield, Canada. He's going to then roll into L.A., try to learn L.A. Country Club in, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. While still talking about and, all of this. <laughs> while still being that? While still being oh, harassed well, about all of this. I really hope he either says no to a press conference or says, I'm not. I've done it. I've talked about it. Yep. If you'd like to ask me about my game, but if I were him, I just would do no press conference. Me Say, too. look, I don't know the course. I got to go out and play. He did uh, it in Canada. And then he's playing Travelers the week after. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's just not, that doesn't work. That's just. So crazy. why is he playing in, I mean, there's no way Jack right. or, or Tiger would He's defending champion. He's defending. Well, yeah. 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 I know. I know. He should have said no. And Sorry, I'm tired. I'm worn out. I want to win a major. And, and LA is such a good golf course for him. You've. I mean, it's just, it's got seven or eight drives where a nice high draw, uh, well, it just feels so good to hit a big draw and how many, yeah, how many of these guys do that now? And he can still hit that shot. They're all cutters, aren't they? I they think fades these uh, on command, yeah. but, um, yeah. So the whole thing, I, I just don't see how the concept and the name is bad. I, I think, you, you know, the international series or something else. And, uh, yeah, the guys are going to probably have to travel a, a little bit more of the big names, but, um, I think the, the money thing, will be there. So yeah, the last thing and the guaranteed said, money, by the that's way, that's right. I, I would, be, I would guess that I thought was really interesting. He was asked about all the guys who'd knocked back a deal. He was very adamant that he was never offered any money to go to live. So he never knocked anything back, but other players right. did. We know that. And he was asked, you know, what happens to them? Do they, are they going to get that money? And he said, yeah, the simple answer is yes. The complicated answer is how do they make it happen? Right. So he clearly believes that Hideki's going to get his $400 million, whatever he said no to. Ram's going to get his $200 million, whatever it is that he said no to. Whatever they were offered, Rory yeah. says they'll get it. It's just they all they've got to do is work out the details of how they do it. So, And you, would, it. Think that, you would think that that's – Clates, they have to, don't they? You can't yeah, say to no, those guys, yeah, bad yeah, luck, yeah. you missed out. Which is why I never thought there'd be a compromise because, you know, what happens to the guys who knock the money back? Well, mm. you, you know, you can't just let all these guys come back and not give not give the guys who, who knock the money, Cameron Young and all those other guys who knocked yeah. it back, Ishikawa and, well, look, Pierce and Cootie, Jeff, was Lawrence saying? Right, 20, 20, 20 million. million. There were a bunch of those 20 million young guys where yeah. Greg was obsessed with 
yeah. guys yeah. who were a certain look or whatever he was, you know. And so, yeah, they have a bunch of those. Yeah, um, so, so if you pay the dirty and you knock back twenty million to pay the corn fair, oh, they you, won't you, be on. They won't be on. Uh, on that list, but the Hideki's and the name players, the major winners and the guys with the real pull, they will be. Zalatoris is probably one. I can't imagine that some of your younger guys with no profile are going to get But where are they going to go now? What's their leverage? <laughs> it's well, they're one, back in the world of golf. Play your way. Now. Yeah, play your way to the back to the, you know, the Andy Ogletree's and that. Andy Ogletree's proved it. You know, he's played no, no, really I'm well. saying the Hideki. Like, oh, yeah. right. What's he going to do? Go, I'm not playing until I get my money. Well, um, go. Okay, well, go play live. Oh, wait, we, we're kind of you know that's kind of our entity well there's the politics of it isn't it you know there's the politics of it internally monahan's got to sell it to him and to ram and to the others in order to get them to sell it to the rest even though it seems there's some tension between the grace and murray's and rory mcelroy's of the world uh based on what we apparently heard from the players meeting so there we go there's a bunch of stuff to talk about what happens to the Ryder cup shack Rory says uh, those players resigned the European Tour. You yeah, cannot and, play uh, Ryder Cup if you're not a member of the European. Yeah, Tour. and there was a. I just got an alert that uh, Pelly confirmed those those guys who resigned will not be welcome back mm. this year. So it's going to remain the same, and 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 I think that's perfectly fine. I don't I don't think the European. I mean, I believe right now on paper the European Tour, if I, if I just again on paper would win, but um, so I think it'll be a competitive match, and uh, hopefully in this new concept they'll they'll keep in mind i mean that was the ultimate ending concept of the world golf series was a Ryder cup style thing and uh but it's just right now it feels like so many of the europeans are kind of american and that's taken a little i think out of it it's almost a president's uh, cup isn't it what did calcovecchia say the first president's cup why would i want to fly all the way to australia to play against a bloke i live next door to there's truth of course it, it is yeah, it's, well yeah. Didn't Gillis uh, tell us in Gillis's book, The Captain Myth, he talked about yeah. was it sixteen or eighteen of the twenty four players on the two teams lived in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you know, that's uh that's kind of what, what they've created. Uh can Monaghan survive? Norman's clearly gone. Can Monaghan survive, Shaq? I don't think so, based on the reaction and the way he's been torpedoed in in uh i mean all, even the local news last night was was highlighting some of the things he had said <laughs> in the past like the local la station that they don't even know what to call it the bga tour but they dug up his past comments and a lot of people have uh really pounced on that and i i just don't see how you overcome that plus not just i mean just making this deal without the player consultation is going to be problematic um he has not shown himself to be able to put these guys in their place the way Fincham could and put a little scare in them. I've seen no sense of a, of, of a vision, you know, the stuff we discussed earlier, the distance, the injury factor, the develop, you know, just the developmental thing. They're so into this college thing now. And, uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a good program. I like it. I think it's it's a solid idea, and I'm I'm not saying it's bad, but they are consumed with it because, of course, they're they're ageists, and so it's just you know the young new thing. And I mean, it was so embarrassing on Golf Channel when uh, they were doing golf's longest day. This kid, Gordon Sargent, mm-hmm. low, he's medalist at Georgia. They had a really good field, and all they could talk about was he accumulated another point 
on his accelerated PGA Tour yeah. U program. You, you're like, he just qualified for the U.S. Open. Why, why don't we just focus on that? Yeah. But, you know, they're so eager to get the next great white hope out on the tour. Uh, and you're like, well, if you know anything about golf, uh, at some point here, you, you have to make a list of all these next great things that, that everybody was eager to cash in on and get out there that, that disappeared and nobody does that anymore. Mm. Um, but it's probably going to need to happen to expose that, to highlight that for parents and for people so that Ty Tryon doesn't keep getting mentioned. I mean, uh, yeah, that's a little bit of a dated reference now because there's plenty more since that have either had a major injury or they burn out or whatever. And, uh, so I just don't think that I have seen any reason that you would say, well, Fincham's or uh, Monahan's shown himself to be on the level of the other commissioners of the major sports who, for the most part, are are a little more uh, uh, what's uh, I guess just just complete in terms of of uh, I guess I'm really most stunned by the lack of ability to look beyond. The next beyond 20 the, minutes uh, or, or if he does, he's not able to sell it. That's well, having said that he, he has got the job. Unlike the other commissioners, he's hurting cats, all these independent yeah. contractors, and it is a the different QG job, goes right. and it's completely different. He doesn't have the, he can't sit at the top and go, I'm the commissioner. This is what's going to happen. He's going, I'm right. the they report come to into my office and let yeah. me see if we can broker a deal here that'll work for everybody. So, which is where Fincham yeah. really shone. And of course, Fincham had Tiger. And when you have Tiger, you yeah. have everything, don't you? It helped, but he he had a he had an ability to put the scare into them. Uh, I think Beeman had a little of that too. Like no a, question, two, two pretty was, hard acts to follow. In, in fairness, yeah, uh, Jay probably wanted to be liked. So the only thing I will well, say he is very likable, and he's yeah. great one on one, and they do like yeah. him. Um, yeah. Rory likes him. Rory likes him a lot. He defended him today in the but, press conference in Canada, and it's just it's also their culture again. The way it's structured, it's <laughs> it incentivizes the wrong things for their executives. You know, it's a competitive culture instead of a team one. Uh, people are looking to do this and that, and then move to another job, and and that all that is just nothing. None of that has to do with creating no. the best possible uh, uh, sport. And uh, so that was, you know, when I watched those two chuckleheads on CNBC yesterday with all their, <laughs> this is how it's going to grow the game. You just go, oh, here we go again. They really believe they are the game. <clears throat> they do. And they are the reason everybody gets gets up in the morning and goes and plays a round of golf. Yeah, and I don't. I, that's just frightening stuff that they they're yeah. that delusional. Yeah, it's a bigger mistake than mistaking the PGA Tour for the PGA is yeah. mistaking this for the game. I mean, this is yeah. not <laughs> the game. I mean, the game of golf is some bloke getting up this morning and going down to Yarra Yarra or Royal Melbourne yeah. or Burnley Public Course or Bamboogle and going to play golf. Yeah, or even that's, even U.S. Open final qualifying. I yeah, mean, that's the yeah. game. That's a beautiful part of the game because yeah. because you know what's cool about those things. It's not just uh, you see you know, you see the families, you see the coaches, you see the buddies, uh, the members of the club that once knew this guy. They come out, you know that like that's this is cool. This is more of a what you see. This is, is what the what- game's about. Yeah, what you see is what Ryan French has tapped into with that Monday Q Info Twitter account yep. of his is that the stories of the guys trying to get there, those narratives, it's the narratives and the stories ultimately. So people are the only thing that's interesting in the world. Golf is kind of secondary to the people when you talk about professional golf. Tiger was the most and still is the most intriguing sports person of the 20th and 21st century because he's, you know, Scotty Scheffler's got numbers that are amazing, but Tiger's Tiger. So there's. There's a crossover of stuff beyond just performance and well, numbers and all those kinds of things. And, that, and, and, that and it's the one sport where look at Michael Block did. You can yep. you can have a week, and everybody loves to see that 
part of the sport and they are, they are closing shop. They're, they're cutting back on that, those opportunities for those, uh, breakthrough stories. And that's kind of, um, kind of, kind of discouraging because, uh, I don't see any of these guys being irreplaceable (laughs) at the moment. I mean, Spieth and Rory have a certain appeal. And Rom obviously has an international appeal. It's it, pretty it thin after that, list, doesn't it, Jeff? But yeah, it's pretty it thin after pretty that. Fast. <laughs> it's uh, there's not a whole lot sort of left. Just on one hand, the one thing I will say, I'm always surprised by how effective PR can be. Who can forget the vitriol against Mickelson when he hit that moving ball in the U.S. Open, right? Which two weeks later, completely forgotten, like it never happened because he did a stupid dance for a TV for a shirt. Yeah. Add, yeah. So yeah. those things can that <laughs> PR can do a lot pretty quickly it to can. to shift so, things around. So, Rod, do you think Norman's gone? Oh, definitely. Sure. Yeah. yeah, he was okay. informed of the CNBC interview ten minutes before it happened. The guy yeah. said it on air. They said, Where, "Where's Norman?" For this? Does Nor- does Greg Norman know about this? He said, "Yeah, I rang him ten minutes before I came." Yeah, on right air. before I came on here, just before know. I came Whoops. on the air. Yeah, Greg. Look, I'd love to talk about it, Greg, but I've got to go. I've got an interview to do. Thanks, mate. Yeah, we'll talk <laughs> yeah. later. Thanks, mate. But which was always going to happen. I mean, if you went back and looked at the, the ultimate end of this, there was always going to be some sort of a piece. I actually, I was foolish enough to think that the PGA Tour would outlast live. They'd get bored and they'd stop spending. Once that becomes yeah, not the case. Norman was only ever going to be the sacrificial lamb. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was no other role for him. He was the only one foolish enough and with enough um, dislike or malice towards the tour to publicly go and do what he did. And that was kind of necessary. They had to be really aggressive, and they were, and he was ahead of that. Um, but he was never going to last when there was a – once there was a sort of a peace deal. Last question, which could be the longest one. Clates. oh what does this do for the majors? I'm not even going to touch the rollback on what might happen. There's a whole other episode in that. Does this make the majors more important, less important, or no change at all? I think a bit like me in tennis, where I've got no, almost no interest in tennis except when the majors are on. And I think golf will be the same for non-golfers, probably. I think you know the reaction of non-golfers in America seems to have been horror at what's gone on. Would you say it's true, Jeff, in terms of you know people who, are not, who don't play golf see that this is a sellout, sellout to the Saudis, Saudis and a disastrous mm-hmm. decision and you know yeah that that's oh yes that's been the reaction mm-hmm. today but yeah throughout it's been mixed you know because we have a a portion of the the country that's that's uh, on the fence about people who have a lot of money they're 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 sort of attracted to them and they don't really understand the possible nine eleven stuff yeah. but yes the react yes the reaction today has been wow what a sellout and like i said you got local news is pulling up old clips and everybody's pulling up the Can- canadian open clip from last year and yeah so it is hey. a sellout but it is a sellout isn't it there's no other way to yeah. they've sold out <laughs> it's, it's but, no but you were gonna say clay i mean I, you were, i think you had another yeah yeah no, no you know i think that the majors are always going to be the biggest events but i know rod your view is that well that's no guarantee to a, i don't uh, think it's a guarantee no y- yeah, there, there are kids here who've got no idea who Peter Thompson is. Mm-hmm. And perhaps there are 13-year-old kids who in 20 years' time couldn't care less about the British Open or the you know, the US Open. or the, I mean, the Masters is kind of this mystical thing. Peter Thompson called it the greatest con job in sports. Mm-hmm. You know, the Masters seems to be going to sit above everything because of what they've created, the mystique around that place. Best marketers. Yeah. But but I still think the majors are always going to be the, you know, the yeah, peel and end-off. I mean – Certainly for people with a peripheral interest in the game. Mm. 
I agree with that. But, of course, the majors are driven by the best players being there, et cetera, et cetera, Shaq. Do you, do you think – I think we are complacent about the place of the majors in the game and it will be to the detriment of the game unless we sort of shore that up, so to speak, if we want it to continue to be the case. And I keep going back to this, and I don't want it to be unfair, but earlier this year before Live Adelaide, Mark Leishman did an interview with a local journo who said to him, you know, going to Live means you won't be playing in the majors anymore. And Leishman said, yes, I know that. I weighed that up and I'm comfortable with that. That's an unthinkable comment from any golfer even five years ago, Shaq. And well, I don't know. Crazy that- money before his sure. eyes. Yeah. <clears throat> but, but. He doesn't make that comment if he's. No, but the point is that, that or, that's all there now. And so, so it is possible to lessen the impact or the, the draw of the majors, particularly with younger players. And do we need to be on guard about that? So is this good or is this good, bad, or indifferent for the majors? That's the same question I had for Clates, and I, I think that may change over time. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not naive to think you're 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 off base with that. I, I think you could be very well correct, but I believe that they're all financially independent enough and uh, in a good enough place that that at least for the short term, they're going to just keep standing out even more. They have the name recognition, although the PGA really doesn't have the name recognition. People but, were, yeah, yeah. yeah right? But, Absolutely. Well, Before. you know, I bang the drum. The PGA needs to, once every four years, go around the world. Right. I yeah. mean, no one, it, no one cares about the PGA. Certainly not on a level of the two Opens and the Masters. The PGA is no, a long no. way forth, and, and it needs to go around the world once every Olympic year and take itself to yeah. the world and ha- have people fall in love with it because they can come and watch it. Yeah, everyone in the world well, sees these, plates except America. <laughs> yeah, and the ratings that they're getting are not what they thought, and they've realized. I they have acknowledged this, but they've realized it's just such a competitive time of year in the United States for sports, and uh, it's it's not standing out. But I think the other ones are so iconic and they stand out so much. It would be really hard. To, I mean, nobody cares what the purse is next week at the U.S. <laughs> Open, and so that's the, I think the thing they have going for them the most that that nobody nobody believes those events are diminished by a lesser purse than than uh, whatever the tour might offer if they're able to continue <laughs> what they've been offering, which is a big if. And uh, and then I think you just look at the goodwill they're building with with. Um, the, the, the investment in the women's majors, uh, they are doing actual game initiatives, unlike what the guys talked about, whatever they think they are doing for the game. Um, Jay and Yasir, his new buddy, his excellency, his excellency versus what right. the things that they're actually doing with it, you know, in Augusta with their money, USGA. Uh, I mean, I think the USGA could be better. Uh, a lot better and they're trying but they're getting there uh, and understanding what things actually matter and that spending money just on stupid ad campaigns is not the thing our march slumbers totally gets it as we've seen and uh, and i mean the pga is even trying uh, a little bit but they could be better too uh but i think those things at least there there's some some substance to these things they're trying to do they're trying to go to these places and leave in a good way, and 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 uh, it's such a different thing than than the tour, which, like you said earlier, they've they've 
they've left such a bad taste in, their, in people's mouths in so many places, not just internationally, but in the United States. Yeah, even the so I think itself. that's where the majors. There's a, there's again, it's an it's an hard thing to measure, yeah. but I think they're on. They're doing all the right things that have made them. That will, I mean, the Masters will always be very strong, but they're doing things that will continue to make them strong, and they have the name recognition, at least three of the four. People thought the North and South was always going to be very strong too, Shaq, and the Western Open. Sure, sure. <laughs> so, uh, well, and I think these organizations are aware they need to keep yeah, doing things to make sure the thing's relevant. And um, and I think they're doing – because I, I do believe there was an older guard at the USGA that would look at some of the things they do and – and uh, even Beth Page, I think they would have looked at like, <clears throat> why are we doing that? And obviously, wow, look what happened. Uh, that, that was one of the, the greatest things they ever did. Yeah. And um, probably should do a couple more of those. Yeah. <laughs> and Tony, I think you're right, particularly with the women's game. We're going to see the women at Pebble Beach in a few weeks' time, which is going to be fantastic. Oh, huge. Yeah. Just, and it's going to be in prime time. In the, and the US, PGA really I don't know started, how that is it? for you guys. That would be, uh, West Coast, we? yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It goes yeah, into the afternoon for us, so that's yeah. uh, six a.m. Be rough, but till two p.m. Yeah, uh, the PGA and the RNA really started that with the women, didn't they? And it's been, I think, it's the importance uh, of that gets overlooked. But the RNA started taking the uh, the women's British Open to places like uh, where the St Andrews in two thousand and five. Uh, yeah, I'd, and I'd then say the, PGA. The, R- the USGA was slightly ahead, both on purse yeah. and venue. They always went generally gone to good golf courses in the U.S. Yeah. But 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 the the RNA made the biggest leap when they got involved because yeah. and then the PGA yeah, they started going to links and they started going to even though they're not at a links this year, <laughs> but they went to links and they 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 are trying to to replicate the open success recipe. Yeah. yeah. I think the Pebble Beach U.S. Women's Open might be the most interesting tournament this year if you're into golf course. The U.S. Open in next week is going to be amazing, Jeff, but overall interest is going to be fascinating to watch the women's, the best women players hope, in the yeah, world tackle Pebble Beach. I hope, yeah, I hope gave it because I'm getting a lot of ticket um, ads on Instagram. <laughs> I don't think they've sold. I think it's a tough sale. You know, it's just a tough place to get to in the summer unless you're a tourist uh, who planned a trip. So we'll, I hope they get some crowds, but it's going to look – and hopefully the sun will come out by then too. Um, it's been a little gloomy here. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's amazing that Rose Zhang thing. I mean, it was amazing to win her first event. I looked up Nancy Lopez. Unreal. Nancy Lopez on her first year on tour at age twenty-one, I think, won five tournaments in a row and nine tournaments in the first year, and then she won eight the next year. And people are talking about Rose Zhang like she's the second coming. I was a well, she yeah. might be. Yeah. Well, we don't know. I, but I mean, she I mean, might she's terrific. Be. But I mean, she Nancy might. Lopez won. 17 tournaments in the first two years on the tour and the first two years on, at, at the same age. I mean, it was like she was in phenomenal. Yeah. Extraordinary. And so Rose might be. And it, it, you're going to get in a media environment that we live in much earlier recognition that, hey, this – and she really could be something special, it feels to me. Like she's everything in her corner and she seems genuine and down to earth. Right? But yeah. She's with Steiny, so that's not the best decision. <laughs> Maybe not the best decision. Yeah. She gets some good advice in that camp. She can talk to Tiger and whatnot. But I know what you're saying, Clades, but there's always going to be some sort of excitement. And she might go on and win five times this year and eight times next year. We don't know. So it's not unfair to talk about it yet, that, but it's a that, tough gig true. for her. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Tough gig for her. So you can't, you can't just only look back and go, well, this is what they ended up doing. You talk about at the start. Well, when Tiger turned pro, we all remember the Hello World thing, don't we? And that worked out all right. We all banged up yeah. about that. And there were people then, Clates, you would remember this. Was it Sandy Lyle? He was asked his thoughts on Tiger Woods and he said he hadn't played it. 
Yeah. <laughs> Do you recall that? Oops. Yeah, and you know, Colonel yeah. Strange, you'll learn. You'll you know, learn. All yeah. of that. Now, that's that's what you, that's you. You're being the grumpy old man here about yeah. Rose. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not I taking anything. I mean, she's obviously a fantastic player. Yeah. People forget how great Nancy Lopez was nine times in her first year on the tour. Yeah. Well, we don't give the LPGA the credit it deserves, do we? I mean, in all of women's sport, the LPGA is a shining example. There have been women making a living playing golf for 30, 40 years. That's just not yeah. true of most sports. Tennis are to an extent, but that's it. And yet, you know, we just don't pay them the respect that they deserve. And yeah. anyway, we can talk. Well, it was interesting that that the women were were mentioned. That may have been news to to them, but Jay Monahan mentioned that. Oh, what um, did he say? I missed this bit. Well, in the in the CNBC interview, just talking about the what yeah, all the the way this will be great for the game and all the usual uh growth getting in the word growth 485 times, but he slipped in that this could, you know, this will be great for the women's game and you're like, oh. Huh. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if that means <laughs> no, that another detail Saudis, just un- unexplained was it? <laughs> it wasn't. Well, the questioner had so many things to try to get to, but it, it was something that jumped out as if, well, uh, clearly they have discussed something where um, the the Saudis with the uh, what they're doing would would like to uh, bring the model to to the women's game. Um, so that'll be an interesting relationship if it were to happen but they've already already kind of laid the groundwork with the aramco series yeah the halfway there the the same fund is it not is aramco not a wholly owned subsidiary of the public investment fund i think so it'll it'll yeah no it is that's are you kidding that's what's that's what's funding the (laughs) yeah that's exactly (laughs) that's the big money um so yeah and they and they're they're jacking with our uh our our gas prices are already about to just skyrocket for the summer because the crown prince has decided he wanted to raise the price he's just yeah, a, he's but, just such a lovely guy but brooks, or, excuse me he's cutting production which yeah. will raise the price excuse but me but on the flip side brooks can play the john deere now jeff so you know well exactly. you know i mean the, he he <laughs> takes and he gives it's it's i know <laughs> he's just a he's he's a prince i mean what more uh, can you say on all of that this has been been my last question i don't know that you guys got more stuff you want to talk about but Shaq, i know they haven't released any deals do you reckon they've got them do you anyway, think they released any what? Details about where do oh, I Oh, I would off? hope they have something. My gosh. I reckon that that would be embarrassing if they didn't have. I don't think they have. I, I, think, I would say I think I, there let's, was a let's, risk let's, of a let's leak. Let's be clear. I, I'm, say, I'm not saying details on how this will work as an entity. I don't think they do. But I oh. do think they have to have some details on on the money, what's, oh, okay. what's expected yeah. uh, of the money. And I mean, you know, Yasir mentioned global several times. So there's got to be something where they've said, you're coming over, (laughs) you're coming over to visit us uh, and see vision 2030 or whatever the hell it's called. There's, I mean, I'm not saying that it's going to become the road to Riyadh, but it could. Uh, So yeah, they have to have some parameters for why they're giving them this money that, that, does what they want, which is to uh, to to bring the the sport to to Saudi Arabia at some point. It, it feels like I did read a theory that they were worried there was going to be a leak, and so this announcement came before they were ready. Yeah, and you'd think I, that's I don't, I, so. Let's say it leaks. I, yeah, so I heard that a lot. You say, well, okay, so if it got out, they don't control the message. But what else? How is somebody else going to jump in and? 
um, make a deal. Uh, I don't but know. What, I, what I, I don't know what happened. the big deal was if it did. Leak. Well, they, they might have been mid negotiation and there was nothing, you know, nothing agreed yet. And then it's like, right, this is yeah. going to get out and we'd be better if we did it. So we need to have something to say because the lack of detail is staggering. Yeah, I, I feel like it was more that they reached a general agreement They let last week and they let Rory know, and they knew that if it came out during the U.S. Open, as, as annoyed as I am that it came out now and we're going to have to endure questions during the U.S. Open, it'd be 100 times worse if it came out next right. week during the Open, yeah. and they know that. And so I think that might have been part of the thinking uh, as well. But, man, this is another – Another week, RBC, two years in a row, they just kind of get their tournament uh, upended by by kind of tour mm. politics news. They, they can't be happy, especially the money they spend on the game. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, within their rights, not to be. Hey, yeah. they get Dustin Johnson back. But so I mean, at some know. point, you have news has to get out, and so yeah. my guess is they just picked this time, just and because I was really mad initially, and then I started thinking about it. I went well. There's a very good chance they they did this now uh, to do it during one of their weeks and not and they figured it wouldn't survive the U.S. Open week uh, and not getting out and no, so that's they, right yeah there's been and, a decision uh, so in that them. if that is the case then yeah. kudos to them for yeah. for doing that it's um, either this week or we wait to the week after the U.S. Open and it's going to come out in between so let's in between because there's too many like. people convening that's and there'd exactly be too right. many loose lips and. And then you don't really want the press conference questions to put a guy on the spot no. when he does know something but can't answer it and then looks like a jerk. You know, they if they thought those elements through, which they probably did, then good for them because that would be worse. And, yeah, so maybe they'll get it out of their system a little bit this week and then the, some of the guys will just go, look, there's no details, so don't bother to ask me. Or, I, again, I, if I were Rory, I just wouldn't even do a press conference next yeah. week. Get him out of the way this right, Clates. I mean, it's yeah, yeah he's absolutely. done enough. Yeah, he, Rory said, what, what, yeah, he hasn't said way too much. He's he's carried the can, and yeah, yeah, but, but, and he's been criticized by everybody. When I think he's been great, I mean, I love Rory, I think he's a great player to watch. So, I think, yeah, smart. I think he gets it, he's done the right thing all the way through. You know, people bitch about him. Well, he's taking you know, he takes money to well, yeah, he takes money to play in Europe, I'm sure, he does, but everyone else does, yeah. Yeah, and again, you can only play so many weeks, and yeah. that's another problem that these people just don't seem to understand. They're going to have to stop being so damn greedy with their their events and understand these people can only place. I mean, I'm start, you're starting to see it on the women's side, and the women travel uh, oh, a lot more than the men, and that, I heard that a little you. bit of Wilshire. Like, yeah. they're starting to get where they have too much, which is a wonderful problem to have, but you don't want. You don't want to have uh, people in bad moods or or, in, or playing trying to play through an injury. You know, on and on and on. You can go. You have you just have to have some self control, and, and the tour has not had that. That uh, and if you want to do this athlete thing, and and yeah, I mean, look at Colin Morikawa. You know, he's doing reflex work in the gym. He's two back Sunday at the Memorial, three point whatever million first prize, and he has to withdraw because he tweaks his back. Back, yeah. Like for you know, I'm just like, what are you doing? What <laughs> what are you doing? And, and by the way, a a prime favorite at the U.S. Open yeah. because he is one of the few guys who's played the course. He played beautifully in the Walker Cup, 
but yeah, so if you want to be this game of athletes and guys who, you know, work out and lift and they're, they're all this, well, then you're going to also have to play less if you want it to be this physical game. Well, fans but, want less anyway, don't they, Shaq? Nobody's watching golf 48 weeks a year, which is how many weeks no. to a play. Nobody wants to do that. I mean, you don't get a chance to miss all those. We've heard all those arguments before. One of the reasons football, you know, the AFL goes crazy in Melbourne every year is because they've got an off-season. People are starved it. of it. For, you miss it. And, and then by the time the it comes around, exactly. We just don't have it in golf. No. You, no. you can have a and I, and of I, that. You know, but it's just- I, I mean, that is probably the one positive of this merger is I, I really – and Seth Law, I had a chat with him briefly after his press conference at the PGA. And, and I mean, I don't think I'm breaking any confidence here, but he just said, you know, I, I, I just I, – there's got to be a point where this this money talk is is – horrendous for the sport and i said i think we're already there i think there are already people are kind of grossed out by it and he said you know we just it's just we've got to get past this uh and it's not because he doesn't he's not not saying he's trying to wants to deprive players of it's just that it's in the news cycle constantly it's all we talk and 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 it's like well we need to get back to and i love you know golfers love the business stories and all that but at some point it really turns people off to well, for a game that's for a game that's got an image problem outside the game, right? Which which can that, really have impacts on the game at the actual yeah. level. This is really bad. This is the worst thing that's happened to golf in many ways since Trump. Yes, for a lot of people. Yes, and and, and by the way, that's something that has not been discussed at all. But Saudi Arabia still very much would like him to be elected president again. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you talk about ways this could fall apart, Rod. And that's that's another component in this. Are they gonna are they gonna insist they go to his courses? Are they gonna insist? You know, Jay and Trump are not buddies. Um, Jay was neither, the one who had to deal with him on Doral. Neither so, were Jay and his excellency a couple of weeks ago. Jeff. Right now, they're best buddies. Right. So things can change quickly in this fast moving world, can't they? Absolutely, absolutely. And these, uh, I mean, the good news for for the tour is that very few of the players have a strong disliking for their 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 uh, the way they operate as as a dictatorship and what they do so that's the good news it won't unravel probably on that but there are a number of other ways it could if they don't sure. have a a reasonable plan and um i and i don't i don't think it would take that much but um yeah if i if this was if this, this was the off season i'd write my you know they should they should call Andy Gardner and pay him a lot of money and and make up for the fact that that the Saudis stole this uh, the ideas even though they were going to be a backer and uh, uh, let get, let let some people come up with a creative idea uh, and and even if it means postponing that vision till twenty twenty five do, do it, it if you, you've got to do the I mean that's that's what's been so disgusting and I'm sure you guys this whole just making it up as we go and. Uh, uh, and they were doing that again for next year's schedule. And I mean, I, I understand they have to do it soon. It's it's June seventh. <laughs> so, but disgusting is the word, and I think it's the word a lot of people will be thinking about this entire thing. It just stinks and is sort of disgusting. You, you cannot say you've never had to apologise for being a member of the PGA Tour. Yeah, for months <laughs> later, you can't survive that comment. I don't think he no. uh, had some great comments. That's a nice thing when they come back. You go, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Well, yeah. well, now they don't look so good when you're sitting there next to the guy and you're, you know, you're smiling and oh, yeah. geez. well, we yeah. got a major next week, Rod. So that's and then we got I'll the be- women at, at Baltusrol after that, which will be great. 
they, and they will actually put golf fans. And then Hoy Lake. So we have some good good distractions yeah. coming up at least. The non-golf so, people, this will be the story going forward. But for golf fans, you're absolutely right, Jeff. We'll be able to just leave all this stuff aside and watch the golf for the next five or six and, weeks. And, which is and I get why people are – it is a major global it's a story. It's fa- and, it, and by the way, it's a major sports story. Yes. I don't know if people are really realizing this breakthrough – I mean, they're now interested. In, I I don't know exactly. I haven't read yet how they're involved in the Portland Trailblazers. They may get into an NBA franchise. I mean, this may open the floodgates. I was going to say floodgates watching. open, don't they? That's right. Yeah. And this but, is that's the worst thing about this. I think is that, well, they've kind of done it in the UK already. Yeah, I and mean, with they, football they and their, there, all of sure. that, they've 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 kind of conquered that. This feels like the start of the move into America. Uh, an American yeah. sport, and what that yeah. goal is for them, I don't understand. Clates, I think you were going to say something. I uh, know. I was just t- talking about the Open. You're at the Open, Jeff, in Hoy Lake. Yeah, oh, here we yeah. <laughs> it's uh, here in in beautiful LA. I can't wait. It's uh, finally yeah. arrived. I still got a lot of stuff to write to get done. No, Hoy Lake. He's asking about Shane. Oh, Hoy Lake. Hoy Lake. Hoy Lake. Oh, I thought yeah, he said Hollywood. I saw no, Hoy Lake. Hoy Lake. Hoy Lake. Yeah. Uh, Try to yeah, organize I'm dinner. Going to there. <laughs> I'm going to Hoy Lake. I, I didn't. You say you're going to be there? Yeah, I'm going to be there. So I'm yeah. looking forward to catching up there. It should be nice. It'll be fun. I hope. Yeah. Uh, I hope the weather's better this time than it was last time. Remember how wet it was. Uh, oh, I like. And I'm anxious to see the new hole. Oh, yeah. I mean, the court, remember, the course was soft. I mean, it was green. Yeah, the, yeah, the, new, hole, the new hole is um, It's the worst transition from a 16th green to an 18th tee you've ever seen. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that's an interesting way to put it. I haven't yeah. heard that one before. Well, 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 the problem is you, you walk from the 16th green to the 17th tee, Play the seventeenth hole, then walk all the way back past the seventeenth tee to the eighteenth tee to get to eighteen. Yeah, it's just a horrible transition. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had to write a piece. They commissioned me to write a piece on on par threes in in uh, the uh, open for the program. So I, uh, <laughs> I I actually enjoyed that, but I and I just. Uh, because actually, part threes are not a big part of, of Rota courses. But uh, the good news is I, I, I haven't been there, so I can't say <laughs> that I was endorsing it. But uh, I got yeah. some good thoughts from from Grant Moore and uh, uh, Martin Ebert on on it. Um, I'm more offended by the – I don't like the square tee boxes and the and the big bunkers they built. I, I can handle the skyline kind of postage stampy green. But I, the, the other yeah. parts – all the UK courses are into the square tee boxes. They need to get on board with our yeah. freeform stuff. They really fight. It really they really stand out in in nature, and uh, and that's going to be a fun thing. People will see at LA next week. It's a lot like Southern Hills. A lot of, and I don't even like the term freeform plates because you know, kind of like you think of those '80s architects who built the perfectly circular circular tees, yeah. but. But the point is, they're just they fit the land, and yeah. and then they and in a lot of cases in LA, they go right to the fairway. I mean, it's all one cut, and it's so efficient. Oh, it's beautiful. And those those box tees on the links, you know, you can picture the guy. <laughs> he packs up the mower, puts it down the, you know, up the ramp. He goes up to the next tee, takes it down the ramp, goes up with the walk mower. Like, you know, this is not. <laughs> it's not a good use of time. Before we go, Shaq, you've been intimately involved with LA Country Club. Where we're going to see the US Open issue. Give us a give us a couple of things to look out for that might not otherwise be obvious to the untrained observer. It's going to be a very different looking US Open, isn't it? From what, yeah. I suppose we're not, 
maybe not as much as we think. The US Open's been to some pretty interesting venues the last 10 or 15 years. It's not the 80s and 90s US Open, obviously. Right. But t- talk a little bit about LA Country Club. Your coverage in the quadrilateral has been extensive and fantastic, but for those who might not have been following along in the quadrilateral, and that's on them, that's their fault for not putting yeah, yeah. a subscriber. Well, sure you, what are you looking yeah, forward I'm, to? What are you I'm sure to? those restaurant recommendations were probably not very helpful for you, but uh, yeah, I target certain newsletters. I think of certain people, and I think, uh-huh. what would they need? And Sometimes in my notes, yeah, I'm thinking of certain announcers, Dan Hicks or uh, somebody like that. But uh, uh, the golf course, I've just tried to review what what kind of happened before and after and give people things to look for. And I, I guess the biggest thing is this is the first Bermuda U.S. Open since 2005, Bermuda Rough. And uh, so it's going to look different that way combined with the width. Mm-hmm. I've got to stop saying it's the widest U.S. Open <laughs> course <laughs> um that what? sounds like white white oh, right. you know like uh the, the uh, like the membership um kind of a it's like a commentary on the membership but it, it it's not i'm saying wide is um <laughs> but it's not going to play super wide if it's running now we've had a lot of fog um uh, people are probably tired of hearing me bitch about the marine layer the current forecast shows some sun. So look for some sun because when the sun breaks out with the marine layer, we get a good afternoon sea breeze. And that will be what you really would like to see. There's going to be some great scoring in the morning. Courses in perfect shape. Uh, bent grass greens. You know how these guys are now. They just they eat up bent grass and they talk themselves out of POA. And uh, so they'll, make, they'll score really well in the morning. I mean, I will not be surprised if we see a 62 um, from somebody out early on Thursday or Friday and, and tie the record uh, because there are three par fives. One of them is a very hard par five, though. I'll say that, 14. And, uh, yeah, so I, I would say uh, that will be the difference kind of in the scoring if we can get that sun out and dry it out a little more and get the wind blowing because, uh, man, when the sun has come out recently, <laughs> oh, we had some good afternoon wind, and it would just make the course more interesting. Um I think the other thing that's just so fascinating about this is nobody knows the course. The USGA took a long time to put flyovers up. So players, yeah, and they like to look at that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Clates, you guys both know, you read my book. uh, Yeah, I've been fascinated by that, what guys scout out. And and a lot of it is just kind of wanting to know where the parking lot is or the range is, and <laughs> but it makes sense. You want anything that makes you more comfortable at a golf course. course. You want to just check off that stuff. You know, um, it makes you more efficient when you get there. Uh, I bet with Clates, if you were a player, you, you know, in this day and in your prime, you would go on Google Earth and yeah, absolutely. Nothing else, you know. Know where the local Starbucks is, or where the you know gas station is, or the museum in Clates' case, because it's a much more refined, sophisticated. Of course, (laughs) (laughs) are they playing the second as a par four? I assume. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's uh the par for the first is going to be on the putting green, new new location on the putting green. Uh, So now it's up to five seventy eight, and they're basically hitting over like the back corner of eighteen. They'll still hit a short iron in, in the afternoon if the wind's blowing yeah, and the okay. ball's running. Um, 578 plays 43 feet downhill. So, but yeah, we'll have the Thomas. So the good news is we have the Thomas concept. You know, he was big. You read his book, you know, mm. he wanted those long opening holes to spread out play. He was thinking of pace of play back in the twenties. The bad news is we have a stretch from six to 12 with, uh, uh, you know, a reachable par five, a reachable par four, two tough par threes. And two drive and pitch par fours where you could see some guys bombing and gouging. So we may have a real slow play 
situation in the middle of the golf course there. Um, and then I just think I, I just, again, I hope the sun comes out and people can kind of see the contrast of the city with the, the rugged natural look and a lot of short grass around the greens. Beautiful. Uh, bunker grass is very lush right now from this cool. It's a cool season grass, not it's a tall fescue. So that's gonna, I'm a little worried. That's probably my biggest worry is that the rough is not going to be potent or, or as potent as people might expect. It's called Bandera. Ball sits up on it a lot, but more importantly, the bunkers are really robust. And will that dichotomy piss guys off? I think it will. So I, uh, I hope, I hope that, uh, that, and it also that just doesn't negatively impact people's view of the bunkering, which it very well could. Um, so I would say that would be my biggest concern going in. Uh, I could care less, as you know, about scoring, um, I don't, I, you know, I think 14 under a win and I don't care. I just want a good finish and yeah. I want a worthy champion. And, yeah. uh, I think they'll hit a decent amount of drivers. Uh, like I said, I think that's why I think it'd be a great Rory course. Just kind of get his, get that, that kind of mojo going with the driver he gets and then be able to hit a couple of those big draws that just, that not many guys feel comfortable hitting now. Yeah. I, I, why do you think that is Clay? Is it just the size of the modern driver? Is it the, is it the. Well, like, and they and they and they've all figured out that the cut goes just as far. Yeah, the hard just cut as far it. with the modern ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old myth about the draw went further and the cut was short. Right. Well, now the cut's long, isn't it? You know, they they rip it yeah. with a cut. So harder to control a draw too, isn't it, Clay? It's particularly if you go a draw turns into a hook quicker than a cut turns into a slice, doesn't it? It's, it's a lot easier to hit a hook when you're trying to hit a draw than it is to hit a slice when you're trying to hit a, a cut or a fade. Probably. Well, no one hits a slice anymore. They block no. cuts, but yeah, nobody. It's very few guys yeah. hit a double That's cross right. anymore. Uh, yeah, at least the kind we used to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. uh, well, what are you guys interested in looking for? I mean, what I'm curious. Just well, I want to ask you, is it not Shaq? Is this is it LA Country Club where Thomas had the course within a course? Yeah. 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 Just explain to people who might not be familiar with that because well, is, yeah. what a shame that never took off because it could make every golf course in the world four golf courses in one. You could be a member of a golf right. club yeah. and have four courses to play without ever having to park in a different spot. I yeah. can't understand why it never caught on. It's an amazing idea. And, it, and, it, and he really and he thought it would take off. Um, and so, yeah, he, he, uh, he designated a, a select number of holes with a very specific hole location for a certain T placement and it was in the name of variety and and he had a you know he he charted out four courses of of pretty different lengths and styles and obviously one was just to air it out long and hard as can be and one was short and 69 par and um and it was for that yeah that variety and that was before with handicapping now or with computers you could you can easily rate those mm -hmm. kinds of, if you've designated for, I always wanted to do that at LA, the SCGA said, sure, we can rate all each one of them. Um, and so, yeah, it was a cool concept. It works really well in match play. And in the Walker cup, it was sensational because they incorporated elements of it. So you had some, some risk reward par fours, uh, at seven and 11, although 11, you know, they, they, it's just a part three. Now they just hit it too far, but seven still can go long enough where you have the options of lay up or go for it. And, and then it's a great long part three as Clates knows. And all of Thomas's long part threes, as Clates pointed out to me, um, uh, and, and I laugh at every time I look at them, make great short par fours. If you, you know, like fourth, fourth of Riviera, if it was 30 yards longer, is just a totally cool risk reward. Yeah. Short par four. Do you lay up short? Do you go up the hill? Do you go for the green? And, you know, and 
Um, so they're neat holes either way. And, um, you won't see much of that, but what you will see is the par threes have the ability. All of them have a, the ability to be 40 to 50 yards difference in the way they play from day to day. And I really hope like the ninth can go from this little pitching wedge to his front pin, scary little shot to this back left pin where you can kind of air it out and hit this big, beautiful draw. And it's the back left pin is actually the easiest pin on the, on the, on the, the entire hole, the longest hole or the longest version of the hole. So I'd love to see that, that variety where they're 40 yards different from day to day. You'll see that on 15, the little par three, it goes from 80 to one, probably up to 130. Um, they have 125 listed for some reason, but I know it, it plays longer. So yeah, that to me is the closest they'll get to kind of, they won't change pars or anything like that. Um, and that's fine. We don't need well, that. Yeah. Will they use that front right pin at the fifth hole? That yeah, funk, yeah, yeah, and they will play it up. They won't play it. Thomas had it like three seventy five. Yeah, but I took the setup guys through the concept, showed him how he even you know he specified like a different walkway off the fourth green, and um, they're definitely intending because I said, look, you can't use that front right pin playing the hole, even as far as these guys hit it. No. It's just there's just no way to hit it close, and so yeah, I think they'll use it, and, and plus it'll be nice. It'll spread out. Uh, the divots a little bit and it's just good variety. It's just cool. It's, it's why wouldn't you, what's wrong with yeah. playing the hole at, at four sixty one one day instead of four ninety? Um, and as far as they hit it, they'll have a wedge in and they'll, the smart guy will still play 20 feet past that hole. And is, it's an easy two putt from above it. Um, but it'll get us, it'll get a few suckers. Yeah. So stuff like that. Yeah. So that's, a, that, I'm excited about that. The next hole would be great. The little drivable four or four 20 yards longer, but there's just no room. It'll just be a long par three for them. And that's how they play it. But, oh, what I was going to say is, oh, what I was going to say earlier is they have no data uh, to go off of. So the teams can't provide them with how to play the course before they arrive, which is becoming more prevalent. Ooh, so it'll be good. Yeah. You know, and the, ca the caddies will have to do a lot of scouting. And I've told guys, and I've been asked, I've recommended hiring a local caddy for the practice round. And you you just think I insulted their mother. It's just like oh, uh, yeah. you know I'm not breaking up my team. You know, I, 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 oh, Bones, I told Bones that was my suggestion, and and of course he did not take it the wrong way. Um, why well, can't the yeah. caddies just go out with the local caddy? Is that's the other thing. You know what? They just can do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Grab a local yeah. caddy yeah. and get him to show you the golf course. You know, why because not? it's just it's there's a, there's some holes where it's a little tough to line up off mm. the tee or the semi blind approach, and I I'm, I'm, mostly it's just to me it's being able to save time figuring out yep. you know those lines and and knowing which greens there's some tricky there's you know like any golf course there's a half dozen greens that are don't quite break the way they look initially and you need to know the property tilt and those guys you know, for three four hundred bucks uh wasn't uncommon three hours of their time can save you a lot of it could be the difference in the way you play yeah. the T time quite often would so that's going to be really interesting is how these guys yeah. learn the course because nobody do. knows it. They always do way better than you think they go. I always think the Americans, every time they've come to Royal Melbourne for the President's Cups, oh, they won't be able to figure this course out. And in 10 minutes, they figured out how to play it because they're just incredible the way they play. But didn't Tiger used to quite often, he'd, he'd generally grab the assistant pro out of the pro shop and have them caddy for him if he went to a major venue a couple of months ago. Yeah, he did that a long time ago, yeah. yeah. And Adam is big on that. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Adam's one of the people who does that. He does it at uh, St. Andrews every time he goes there. He did it at Shinnecock. He was the only guy at Shinnecock who did it. And then, yeah. And the other thing is you just would hope a few of the locals would 
uh, or the final qualifying guys would grab a yes. caddy, a local caddy, but you know how it is now. They want somebody who's, who's their friend and more of a moral support. And I get that if you've never played the U S open and yeah. you're thrown on the big stage, but I'd still get that person in the practice round. That said the Walker cup, the guys all are forced to take a local caddy. That's how they do the Walker oh, cup. Okay. And, uh, they did great. And they, yeah. uh, and they had bonds with their guys. I wrote an article about it and, uh, it, it, they did just fine. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, the, the, it's now the team and it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, and it's all about to get a whole lot worse Shaq, with the money that just got injected at the top end. There. Yeah. All of that's yeah. going to get, uh, worse. Yeah, well, I'm going to try and look up a piece. Yeah. Can you direct me to a good piece about the course within the course? I want to refamiliarize with them. I know they're not going to use it, but it'll just be interesting watching next week. If you've done one or if you haven't, okay. do yeah, one. Yeah. I've, I've, I've written one for the, uh, the club booklet I'll send you, but, uh, I'm not writing one on this just because it's not going to be in play. And you haven't got time, probably. Um, you got a million other I have explained write, it sure. in the hole by holes where there has been a, um, perfect uh that that on the number seven and number number five i did note it in there but uh yeah i'll send it to you because yeah it's a really interesting concept and thomas thought it was sort of the beginning yeah of that and uh it makes perfect sense although we found when we were pitching it now things have changed and clates i'd be curious i bet you probably have gotten the same thing but so many people and, and part of it is la north's a famous course mm. they, they they think well what if i bring my guests out and it's set up as the par 69 and they want to play the full thing and i get that argument a little bit but i don't get it for like a club event you know what how wouldn't that be great that you in oh. the uh whatever the member guest you play yes. it this way that day and you mm. yeah yeah I, I, I actually think day -day make, variety is fascinating. Yes. Would actually make joining a club more appealing. You would think. Right. I would have thought that the, you know, that the join this club that, and here's yeah. the layout, but there's four courses out here and you'll get to play yeah. all four of them over the course of yeah. every couple of months. Like, Correct. Okay. Correct. Saves me going somewhere else to see a different golf course. I've got right. four of them right here. You'd think yes, if it's your everyday course for sure. Yeah. And that was Thomas's view. Now yeah. it's a, Pebble Beach, and you've paid five hundred six hundred dollars. Different. You deal. want to play Pebble Beach the way you're supposed to play it. I get yes, that. Of I do get that. Yeah. But a club. Uh, and yeah. Thomas was big on loops of holes, and this place has the greatest little sets of loops of holes around the clubhouse. He loved that in his round. I mean, he was really ahead of his time in thinking yeah. about those kinds of things. And he truly he wrote and Clates, you know, from reading mm. his book, I'm sure several times he thought and McKenzie wrote the same thing. We thought we were. They thought they were at the beginning of. Yeah, now, and all these things are offshoots yeah. of the old course. By the way, they're all just yeah. inspired yeah. by the idea of what the old course calls on and day to day variety and, yeah. and things like that. Now, is because Lucas Michelle's looking for it. He's writing an article. Is there a McKenzie quote on where he said that? Well, the game's only only going to get better as the next generation of architects continue to improve on what we've done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yes. I, I can send it to you. I can, I'll find it here. It's, it's in my, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, yeah. Can you do that up? Cause Lucas has done an article and, and he was looking for it and he couldn't, couldn't find, find it. it. Yeah. It's in, yeah. It, I'm pretty sure it's in the uh, spirit of St. Andrews. Oh, it's and, in there. Okay. Uh, all right. Okay. But no, I've got it. I'll, uh, I'll find it here. I'm looking at my McKinsey quote list now, but it's, it's, he, he just, and, and some of it might've been, um, trying to, 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 to be modest, but I do think that, when you go back and you look at what those old architects were doing and how McKenzie and Max Bear were arguing about justifying the old course's brilliance, I think they believe they were just trying to get the game out of a certain thing, a time, the penal and, and the yeah. 
the the Varden, the, you know, the golf pro design thing with chocolate drops and crap, uh, and that they had gotten it to a point, but that the next uh, the next wave would be um, would 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 take it to another level. Here's a quote: "Clates uh, golf architecture is a new art, closely allied to that of the artist or sculptor, but also necessitating a scientific knowledge of many other subjects." The modern designer is likely to achieve the most perfect results and make the fullest use of all the natural features by up-to-date methods. Um, and that, okay. and that, that's in the section where he's right talking about the future of the game. All um, right. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Well, you, so yeah, I'll dig it up and find it. That's fine. Uh, well, we're into and we're into administrative yeah. and then, stuff and then, here now. And, and the next quote on it is. Um, for those of uh, those of you drinking at home, it is often suggested <laughs> that we have already got to the limit of flight of a golf ball. I do not believe it, as there is no limit to science. <laughs> During the war, experts told us we had got to the limit of flight of a cannonball. Then the Germans invented a gun which propelled a shell three times as far as it had ever been sent before. So there's there's some golf ball mentions there for you. Yeah, and Gordon Sargent's the the uh, that's what's coming. Yeah, well, let's see how his short game is on those tight Bermuda lies around the greens. It, it, it wasn't so pretty at Augusta, but that that grass at Augusta, that overseed, and it, it makes fools of a lot of people. So I'll be curious. He knows Bermuda better, uh, being from the south. So uh, and I'm afraid to think where he's going to hit some of his tee shots. But but you know, another guy. Yeah, I'm very happy he has speed. <laughs> but and he has a beautiful putting stroke. I thought uh, the, yeah. the chipping was the only side of the game that looked a little rough, but. Uh, Man, that's uh, and that's uh, it just hurts my back to watch. But whatever, golf's pursuit <laughs> to be like other sports is this is the next phase, isn't it? You know where you'll be done by the time you're thirty. Football, basketball, baseball, golf used to be the game for the lifetime as a professional, yeah. but I, I just think that's gone out the window. They're they're and it's deliberate. They're, but the why? But, is, but the problem is the the reason for the the the, the speed obsession is driven yeah. by yeah. Youth obsession by yeah. by uh, overcompensating for the lack of athleticism. It's all. It's yeah. not for the right reason. No, that's it right. has nothing to do with being more enjoyable to watch or play or sustainable for a person. It's it's this feeding again marketing narratives and 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 overcompensating for a, a sport. I mean, it's just comical to see how these how the tour players dress when. <laughs> Rochester, when they now the new things to arrive to the course, look at his Jimmy and right fresh from oh, the gym yeah. as you can. It's like, guys, you're trying too hard. Stop. Like, a lot of uh, is there. you're uh, athletes. So, okay. Just yeah. stop. We, we, yes, you are. It's just now it's a, quest, to, it's a question for another episode for both of you. And it's one that I've asked plenty of times before, but I don't understand why golf so obsessed with targeting youth when. Not so much at the professional level. It's a level, game of but, a lifetime. You know, well, not just that, but <laughs> youth, young people don't have any money. People right. in midlife have money. Not, you, to know, spend you know who shared your view? Memberships and, you know. <laughs> was Donald Trump one day mentioned that. You know, why, why, why are you so worried about growing the game with the kids that don't have money? <laughs> now I'm going to have to. Now I'm going to have to find a way to change that, aren't I? Well, it's not. It's not totally false. No, uh, it makes we, a lot we, of sense. We want kids in the game, but yes, there's. And even, you know, on a serious point, I mean, I've had a chat recently, two different times, young guys love the game. And I say young, they're in their, they're in their late twenties, early thirties, and they have a newborn and, and, but it's been nice to talk to them because 
they'll tell you, look, I, I, you know, I, and I stupidly say, well, where do you play? Well, I just, wherever I can. I'm like, I, I really, I go, Hey, your, your, your money needs to be spent on your family and putting money away and for college. And you don't have to explain it to me, but it is, we do lose sight of even people in their, in again, getting into where they're having success as a career in a career it's still not can't be their time priority no. or their money priority and no. and that's the beauty of what's happened in the last few years where practice has become okay and nine hole rounds and part three courses because yeah. that is what they have the time for um so well, just the other plus the game's so expensive in, in america isn't it you can't even believe it's just and now with it being in demand oh my gosh it's just and the equipment companies are jacking up the prices and the I don't mind, you know, green fees are fine because they're it, a lot of it's driven by maintenance cost. Um, but yeah, club memberships, uh, yeah, it's expensive here in the in the cities for sure. It's not well, it's not a whole lot better here in Australia either. I mean, it's no. not as expensive as America, but you know, comparatively, it's not like you can just go and join any golf club you feel like. Or I'm in yeah. Sydney. I'm not a member of a golf club in Sydney. I don't know where I would join if I was even thinking about it. I don't know where I could yeah. afford. To be honest with you, so. Um, and that's yeah, stuff. and that's that's pretty much comparable to the 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 yeah. big cities here. Uh, hey, Clay, should we get a seven mile beach update? Sorry, oh, Rod, yeah. go on. No, no. Uh, uh, yeah, Mike sure. is Devries is he's he's leaving on Saturday to go to the Addington in London to do a little work there. Then he's nice. back in the, back in the states. We've got a meeting in Chicago, and then he's he's back at mm. seven. He's, he's back at seven mile beach in August. So, so he's got a you know six weeks away. So we've yeah, it's going there. We've studied the tenth, we've studied the twelfth green and the ninth green this week, and so it's creeping Is up. Is it all seeded now? No, no, we've got about okay. uh, seven holes to seed yet, I think. So when's the opening clothes? Late this year or late next year? Uh it'll be the middle to late next year. Middle to late twenty twenty four. Yeah. I mean one but- of the issues is that people think Tasmania's wet. And the east coast of Tasmania it rains all the time. The west coast, sorry, the west coast, the east coast. Hobart's a desert. I mean, it yeah, never rains there. Yeah. So, you know, the, the water's a constant source of worry, but th- th- there's groundwater, and we've, and we've gotten to the groundwater, and, but it's, you know, it just literally never rains there. It's, it's just a bizarre place. It is bizarre, isn't it? So, it's to- it you know, so totally relying on the dam and ir- you know, irrigation. Yeah. If you want updates on Seven Mile Beach, Shaq, subscribe to Mac Goggins' audio updates, which are brilliant. He's done about oh. four now, I think. Opens with him playing guitar and whatever tune he's picked for the time. Nice. And then he just sits and tells story time for 10 or 15 or 20 minutes about what's going on at Seven Mile Beach, and he brings in politics and all sorts of fabulous stuff. Where They're really, really good. Where is he posting those? Yeah, at the Seven Mile Beach. I'll send you the link. Oh, on the website. The sh- okay. Yeah, and I'll put it in the we- in the show notes too for people who want, want to subscribe, but they're fantastic. He just released one the other day. and uh, Oh, nice. He does it brilliantly. It's just Matt. Does he, uh, talking he should do that in newsletter form so they go to email. Well, you can. Yeah, you subscribe and okay. it gets delivered oh, oh, to you. Okay. And that's you press how the they're delivered. Okay. And it plays. It's pretty yeah. basic. Substack it, could handle that well. Yeah, that's brilliant. great. Yeah. He, and he's doing a fab- fabulous job. The audio is good. He's got a proper microphone. He sounds good. He plays his guitar. So, um, yeah, they're really good stuff. And they're not I was really, really bummed. He lost in the I, – did I see a playoff? Uh in the US Open. Oh, did yeah. he? Oh, bugger. Uh, I, I don't. I'm. I'm pretty sure it was for the final spot. Or may uh, I'll double check. It might have been the alternate, but I think it was the final spot. Okay. 
Yeah. Cause anyway, the, the short answer is that's going well. It's going it's well. Going Good. It's, it's the course is going to be terrific, and Hobart needs it. And it's a you know Tasmania's gone from having no good golf to Pat Wickham to Barnbugle. Now Seven Mile Beach is going to be a great public Absolutely. golf course destination. Tassie's kind of going ahead, isn't it? Close. They're getting the stadium down there with an AFL team, and yeah, the place is, seems to be the it's going to be the the state of the moment for the for the next ten years. It feels like It'd be a good place to to be. Well, if you're asset rich in Melbourne and Sydney and cash poor, you can sell your house up and go and live in Tasmania. It's a great place to live. And of course, in Australia, it's the perfect climate for golf. Oh, it's fabulous. Because, because it's the only place you can grow fescue. Yep. And, ah. In fact, it's, it's the perfect climate for golf in the world because you can play, you can grow fescue and you can play All year 365 days a year, yep. which you kind of can on the old course, but does anyone want to be in Scotland in January? <laughs> Hitting yeah. off, gr- off fake yeah. grass mats and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, some of the best barn boogle weather's in winter, isn't it? Well, no, during the well, day, that's by far the best time to go to barn boogle. But yeah, but, you know, Tasmania is far enough south in Australia to, to grow fescue alone all year round, and yeah, it's a it's a perfect climate for golf. It's brilliant. Hobart Hobart Podcast Studios. Here we come. I'm going to lock move up, move down there, lock, stock, and barrel. It'll be good. Oh. Uh, yeah. All right, gents, let's wrap it up there. We've covered plenty of ground. Looking forward to the. Um, to the US Open next week. I suspect we're going to be doing quite a few more episodes. We've been lax with it. Yeah, I'll, episodes, I'll always, see what I pick up on Intel next week. And, yeah, uh, I think on the, there's on the, uh, all the whining about the golf ball. I doubt we'll be uh, weekly, but we'll probably be. A bit no, they're whining, than, not ours. Uh, all yeah. the players. And the, uh, you can't believe some of the stuff I, conversations I had in Rochester. Uh, yeah, I, I need to just, <laughs> yeah, I probably shouldn't even bother, but. I gave serious consideration yesterday afternoon, Shaq, to, to switching allegiance to snooker. Because mm. I'm just not sure if I can cope with the golf anymore. Sometimes, yeah, this is like, how do we share this game? You know, how do we share? How, how can you think the way you do about this game? It just doesn't well, that yeah, sometimes. and that is a you do wonder yeah. uh, at some point if that's a turnoff to people. And, uh, and the, play- does, yeah. the players have no historical perspective or no architecture. No, oh, God, no, zero. All they care about. How about, how about our perspective of other people's? I mean, I, you know, Clates, you tell them about safety issues at everyday courses. They don't yeah. give a shit. They just don't no. care. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm good close a couple of times ago. Is there any scenario and I could lay out for you that might change your mind and just see what the answer is? Uh, it is no. No, <laughs> they haven't not. got time to listen to your scenarios. And it's money. It's money. Got, it's you, you got know, a corporate day to get to. <laughs> exactly. It's it's we'll cancel your contract if this happens, and the world will come to an end, and you'll never hit another round golf ball in your life. And oh my god, all the scare tactics, crazy. Yeah. Right, there's another oh, episode well. in there. Uh, in the meantime, people want to hear more from you. You're doing a weekly thing still with um, Donegan. I haven't listened to it this Ish, week. Yes, we both good. had a couple. I got a cold in Rochester. He's gotten sick both times. He went over yeah. to the UK with Nile. So we haven't been very, very consistent. Uh, and then, True but form, we did man. do one last night. And uh, <laughs> and yeah, I'm, I'm uh, I've done, I did one with for Links Magazine about the book. And yeah, I've, I've, I'm trying to be careful not to do too many. But um, I got another one with Andy coming up on. We'll go. We'll go a little more deep and uh, geeky on the on the North Course, I'm sure, and get into some players who we uh, is that this week think can contend. Yeah, I think we're going to record that in a couple of days, and uh, and then I'll give people a break from my my voice on that front. Except, of course, via State of the Game or McKellar. Game. But uh, but yeah, it would be good to talk after. Uh, sure, there'll be a lot. Yeah, I think so. And we should plug the magazine, the McKellar. You we can, should absolutely yeah, it's out now. Do you have a piece in there, Clates? Yeah, I did one for that. It's so long ago. Yeah, but I did. Yeah, but it, so it's volume seven, right? So you can find yeah, it on so the, yeah. What's your name? 
a fascinating experiment. I can't remember. I've got no idea. Uh, I was afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to go. Do you? I, I didn't want to be rude and go. Do you remember what you wrote? Come on, I mean, you turned it in a while ago. They, yeah. uh, you know, it take a little while to turn clock. around. Sure. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, it might. It might be on Seven Mile Beach, but I can't remember. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. well people just have to. I think it the is. Color, which they I should. Think it is. I do yeah. remember reading that. I don't have one in there, but uh, yeah. yeah. By, by the way, state of the game listeners go to McKellar and. If you're a McKellar yeah, subscriber, send us an email and we'll let Clates know if he did, in fact, have a piece in this issue and what it was about. <laughs> but it has been interesting how with the book, my book, and then McKellar coming out, how many people are thirsty for quality reading? I uh, mm. I mean, I'm saying my my book pretends to be quality, whether it is or not, but it it's is. nice to see. It shows you what a yeah. kind of a, a wasteland the magazines have become, the big ones, and how yeah. much people... Yeah. How exciting it is that people are still sort of thirsting for something that's a little of quality. Um, I mean, the numbers of the pre-orders of McKellar, I know, were great. And like I yeah, mentioned earlier, mine, my mine's exceeded expectations already. So uh, um, it's uh, nice to see that people are uh, – I think it says something, too, about print that people do. Substance, I think. I mean, I've been really happy substance. being less on Twitter, uh, I got to tell you. Yes, uh, me too. But I'm still struggling – reading on certain devices and print is just so much more. I've been reading about Rome and stuff before the, the Ryder cup. And it's just so nice to read a book and you don't get distracted. So, um, my book has pictures in case, you know, people do want some pictures. <laughs> and they're all you black and white. Bit. Is that right? They're all need, black yeah. White. Yeah. And some printed better than others, but yeah, no, no, no. It's just a, we didn't do a color insert and I, it was never meant to have a lot of art. This one, uh, but it's it an works. architecture book. You gotta have some, Black and white fun. photos work. Black and white photos work. They're it's right. a not, yeah. Well, especially certain things. I mean, I'm just yeah. playing with some photos today for LA because we have this that bump in the middle of the 15th green. I'm looking at all my photos. You can't see it, and but black and white, it, certain Shows things up. just pop still. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Uh, I think we need more black and white photography in golf. Although, I mean, some of the drone stuff is some of the drone photography of LA Country Club. The, these people are. I mean, it's Channing Benjamin and Andy Johnson. They just took some, uh, uh, I mean, golf magazine, it's just a horrendous issue, but the drive, like it's a, it's all in LA golf, nothing about the course, which is bizarre. And, but the photos are just, uh, and it's not LA golf. I have no idea what this little world is. They conjured up is what LA golfers are, but, um, the photos are just, oh my God, they're so cool. It just gives you such a different perspective. Been a revelation, hasn't it? You wrote about it. It really has. It's it really yeah, has it really been a revelation. Drones has been, uh, been fantastic. All right, let's wrap it up. We've been here far too yep. long to talk about yeah, that yeah, yeah. much. That's it. Thank you, Clates. Always a joy to talk to you, my friend. Thank you. We don't do enough of it. All and right. Shaq, always great to talk to you. And congratulations. Same here. Book. And I'll put a link on the in the show notes. I guess Amazon's okay. the best place for the book, is it, Shaq? I'll just put a link to it. Generally, generally, yeah. Yeah, especially Amazon. internationally, it seems to be the best. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's well worth it. But uh, good to catch up with you today. And that's episode one twenty seven right. done and dusted. We'll be back with episode one twenty eight much sooner than we got back with episode one twenty seven. I suspect. Hopefully, the week after yeah. the US Open. We'll see you then on State of the Game. State of the Game is a Talk and Golf production. Theme music, Writers Retreat, provided by Lloyd Cole. Visit www.lloydcole.com for more information. For more golf podcasts, log on to www.talkandgolf.com.